time for the structured podcast with Matt, Nat, and Alex, and Chris is the guest. Wow, there I you go. That. That's the first time a guest did the intro. But that's really good. You just uh, went right into it. You just came out and whipped your dick out on the table, huh? Oh, okay. that's not We're what happened. Okie dokie. We're joined here by Chris Perrine. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Anytime. Happy to be here, guys. You're back from Texas. I'm back from Texas, yes. Very nice. That's that's where we're going to start. We're going to start in Texas? Well, you were born and raised here in Ontario. In Texas. And now you live in Texas. Yeah. As of, you know. As of when? When did you move to Texas? September? August. 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 Close. Mm. Yeah. Close. There for Just over well, six months now. Time. Oh, yeah. Over six months by now. Yeah. Yeah. Dep- yeah. So what's, what's it like down in Texas? Like It's like everything's bigger. People are bigger. <laughs> um, Food's better? Food is much better. Yeah, this place sucks for food. I won't lie. Mm. It's way better down there. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, Toronto is like on like the top list for like places to get food. I guess so. Yeah, and like well, good food. I too. guess Toronto's got more variety. Yeah. But like the quantity and the quality of food is just so much better because they just add grease, grease, grease to everything. I, are you sure that quality like is the word you want to really use? That's quality in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality. It sounds like a clogged artery. A double quarter powder down here. It is dry and crusty. I get it down there and it's just good. It's just nice. how burgers should be. How right. Should Load it up with be. diabetes and heart disease. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it's done. You know what? Recently, I was putting sun-dried tomato. Like, you know, like when you um, have a jar of sun-dried tomatoes and there's like the oil? So recently, when I started making like a lot of different foods with meat, I would add that oil in and it tastes so good, but it keeps it very, I hate this word, moist, but it really makes things moist. Feel, taste Natalie so likes much better. her meat moist. No, guys, stop. <laughs> okay. Right into it. <laughs> So living in Texas for the last, what, seven months that would be, you have it. you picked up anything that they do? Whether it's um, like a I say saying? y'all now, unfortunately. Kind yeah. of do that a little bit. Do you tip your hat when you walk into a room? Oh, he just did. Yeah, there you go. I just did that. I tip my hat. I wear my cowboy boots. I ride my horse to school, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as you do in Texas, as you always do. you do. actually have a pair of cowboy boots? No, my dad does though. Yeah. Yeah, he picked it up real quick. He's uh, He's proud. He's a proud Texan. Very yeah. proud. He's been there for a year. I love seeing pictures of him in Texas with his cowboy friends who have cowboy hats. And oh, he's got yeah. his little Indiana Jones hat. I need to see these. It's awesome. <laughs> it's my, dad's, my dad's having a great time. He it's, loves Texas. It seems like it's 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 uh, interesting. It seems like it's a better planned city. Where oh, in Texas? Yeah. Where oh, specifically for those who listen? We're in uh, we're in Dallas. So uh, we're in um, like Plano, Frisco area. Um, yeah, it's a super nice area. Like super well developed. The infrastructure is like out of this world compared to to Canada because like in Canada you drive fucking 10 minutes west and you're in the boonies right right? you drive 10 minutes west in Dallas it still looks like Dallas like it's just so nice and developed and very clean yeah at least the area Mm. we're in yeah yeah fair enough yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, every every city's got its patches right yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Have you managed to get down to the patches of Dallas no, yet? No, I haven't. To compare I haven't, them to I haven't, I haven't explored much of Dallas yet because I've just been focused on work down there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I want to explore more down there. It definitely interests me. So you've been you've been coming back. I wouldn't say like crazy often, but you've come back a few times now. Yeah, I've been back and forth pretty pretty frequently. So what's sure. what's that travel been like? Border crossing. Oh, border crossing. Oh, yeah. Every Especially time I, in this day and age. I drive over, they think I'm selling drugs. They think I'm a fucking cartel member. <laughs> Frequent flyer. They, yeah. They, they're like, why the fuck are you here again? Let me search your car for the seventh time. Really? Do you they? Get the full, you get the full oh, work? I get the full I wonder if they time. put that as a note because they can know. do that. Well, once they put a note once, I'm well, pretty sure I you're... think it's like they say, okay, there's, here's this 
scrawny white teen crossing the border for the sixth time in the past like five months. Scrawny white teen? Don't you turn 22 this year? Oh, yeah. I'm not a teenager. <laughs> I feel like a teenager. I feel like I haven't grown. I look like a teenager. No, no, you don't. It's okay. I look like oh, a teenager, you, too. Who's losing his hair. So. Honestly, I've been asked if I'm 20 years old, and I don't You're know if really I should take that as a compliment out. since I'm turning 27 in May. Yeah, at this point, you know what? Hold on to the youth while it lasts because it's just downhill from here. It really is. Hey, man, it's that pill for me. Don't project. <laughs> I'm projecting the weirdest is podcast. when they stop IDing you. When that happened to me, I'm like, do I look old? Like, I got old concerned. Enough. Old, old enough. enough. But then, I don't know, people still ask if I'm 20. So I'm it's like, different here because oh, it's, it's 19 here. So yeah. you can look at oh. a grown person's face and be like, you're probably older yeah. than 19. Yeah, down, down in the States. Yeah, 21? Like I, I, I get ID'd every time. They ask for like two pieces of ID and they can't read it because it's Ontario license. Yeah, like, what, yeah. Where's Ontario? Well, get, a just, get a map. Then they're just like, they don't care enough to like figure it out. It's so like, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <Give it>. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So you don't have any like... You don't have any documentation from the U.S. You don't have like a no, U.S. No, driver's not, license. Not, not just yet, um, but we're working on the visa right now. Working on it right now. Right. So Are you planning works. on moving there, like being there permanently, or do you want to come back to Canada? Um, it's really up in the air. really just depends on um, uh, work <laughs> when we get started uh, down there. So, um, yeah, we're kind of just in the prepping phase right now, see where it takes us. And, uh, yeah, maybe one day we'll move there if it really takes off. And if it doesn't, I'll just come back here. And what is it that exactly you do? Uh, we do locating, um, private locating. Mm-hmm. So we go out, and you ever see those those like colorful lines on the ground? Yeah, two days ago I saw somebody like highlighting the snow. I'm like, you oh, cool. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what you guys <laughs> do. Highlighting we mark, the snow. We mark, <laughs> yeah, we mark like underground uh, utilities, mm-hmm. like gas, hydro, that type of stuff. So that's what we do. And uh, right now I'm in the office, and I schedule all the guys. I, uh, I actually schedule Matt. Over here, yep. I make his day hell when I want. I make his day nice when I want. Yep. That's very nice. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Lord of the Dispatch. Lord of the Dispatch. Yeah. Dispatch King. Dispatch Guru. I love how is. all of you guys work together, all the friends now. It's Who's turning into an empire. Well, it is. Alex will be joining very shortly. Yeah. Right, Alex? To the dark no. side. <laughs> You'll be coming. Don't worry about it. You'll be here. <laughs> they always come. They, they always come. come. <laughs> one by one. We're going to get you too, Nat. Don't you no, worry. I'm good. I'm gonna get you too. I'm good. I'm good. Get to get to shove sewer cameras down into stagnant shit. (laughs) That's what. Yep. My last couple weeks. Sling poo. That is not. You gotta make it sound nice. Don't. don't Oh no, it's brutal. And then when you pull out the camera too fast, it's spring loaded on the tip, so it'll send shit flying everywhere. So you think I really want to do that? No, thanks. You know what? Someone's got to do a dirty job. Well, no one's above it. Clearly on it, so it's fine. There you go. I'm on it. I got it covered. Yep. Don't worry. You signed up for it. I'll I'll wait through enough shit for everybody thank you oh you're welcome he loves yep. it he, every day he calls me he's like oh my god the poo today <laughs> was delicious oh is that what you say no absolutely like, oh not god, it was amazing not a chance in my life <laughs> oh my matt gosh. i'm pretty sure matt has a couple pictures of me in the field like lo- launching a camera into the sewer, oh, making send, a face. Oh, we should send. <laughs> Please send it to the <laughs> group chat so we could post it on our no, Instagram no, no. story. Those, those things, just we'll uh-huh. keep those private. Those will stay private. No, we need some. We need, <laughs> we need to see. To we need to see. I have oh. one photo of Goody. You have one photo of me? I do. What's the photo? You sent it to me. You're like, I got a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a hat. You know how long I wanted one of those hats? And, and, and they've gatekept the hats. And they were like, you can't have a hat till you join the company. And then now I'm in the company. I've been asking for a hat. They're like, oh, oh you get one when you get one. And I'm like, what the heck? The freaking pull teeth to get a goddamn hat. Send me a Snapchat today about it. Yeah. I said I got the hat. I'm like, oh, he's been looking forward to this for the last two months. I sent yeah. that yesterday. It's yeah. not my fault you opened it today, friend. That's, that's how we keep <laughs> no, I opened it yesterday. 
That's how we keep our guys. We send them little gifts every eight months. I love it. Make sure they stay. Here's pen. a pen. This pen. I got this pen from the same job. A pen Is it a actually part of it? Yep. It's from our. That's from our uh, GPR kits. Wow. Oh, is that for the, you nice. stole it from the GPR? Is it no, yellow? I, I like steal it. the pen. I was given the pen by the GPR company. What's it was GPR? a gift, Chris. You're fired. Right? I went to do a class, and they gave me a pen. They also gave me a sticker, and they gave me one of those pop socket things for the back I'll of my phone. Oh, those are the I'll best. I'll be telling the health and safety about that. By you, all means, be up no problem. Me and me and the pen. four other guys that were down there, including your brother, <laughs> we all got a pen oh, yeah, and a pop at, socket. You were at that GPR. That's right. Sure. I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you take it back? Please rescind your statement. No, I don't take anything back. There it is. <laughs> there it is. You want to have a fun day tomorrow? Do I want to have a fun I'll day let tomorrow? You, I'll make you have a fun day tomorrow. I, <laughs> what would that include? Would that includes St. Catharines all the way to North Bay right after. Oh, shit. With an eight-hour drive. See, but I'm, I'm, I'm a trainee, so I have to ride with, with the field supervisor, so I don't think he'd be too happy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Let's, yeah. get into, let's get into a topic here. Let's, let's hit a nuclear button. Okay. You look, like you're, the in the, you look like you're in the nuclear mood. Sure. What does that mean? Nuclear. That, that's his word of the. Feel, I love of, nuclear of talk. I'm feeling Kimmy About today. Nucleus? You will. You will hear the word nuclear minimum once an episode. Oh no! I'm going to now pay attention to that. Yeah. Let's at get nuclear times. today. We're getting nuclear. But you didn't say that in the last episode. Hey? I didn't hear that in the you last did? episode. No. Oh, I'm. I, I've got a track record. You know, I, oh, I, do, I do you? Do you have yeah. a Catali? No, but if you went back, I'm sure within the first five minutes of each episode, I would say the word nuclear at least once. He's a very unique man. It's an interesting thing. You you yes. haven't changed though. It's funny. You're still the same guy. I could no say the shit. same thing about you too, Matt. No, no. no. I haven't <laughs> gone to Texas. He's no, gone to Texas. Okay, yeah, but he in went life, to Texas. Matt, he I've known you for Texas. 13 years, and you're the same. Absolutely. Expected same. for you to be ha- hanging a fucking handgun <laughs> off your, fucking your waist. I fully. I was expecting you to come here with one of those big Stetson belt buckles <laughs> and fucking the, the hat. What kind of a person do you think I am? Wearing leather chaps over it's your lit- jeans. Down in like downtown Dallas, like the area that I live in, it's literally the same as Toronto, just warmer. Yeah, I know. I know Dallas. Is I want to go there one day. What, Anyone's allowed to come. What's the coldest that, that you guys have seen um, this winter? It had there was freezing rain for two days, and the entire city shut down. Yeah. the entire because they're not city used to down. it. Well, they, they don't well, have they, the infrastructure. They, they, they don't have. They have the. Inf- they don't have the means to um, uh, fix the the icy roads. Like they don't have like salt. Yeah, they don't right. have people like throwing salt all the time. Like the roads were just pure ice. I went out to go get food one day to McDonald's, and I get there. And like what the fuck? Everything is closed. Everything was except for the grocery stores. Yeah, mm. everything was closed. You know, it's funny because it's true that they're 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 like tremendously ill-equipped, but it's a country that does experience like pretty hard winters. So you'd think they would have sort of like a standardized approach they could like pass down. I have family in Washington D.C., and I remember when I was a kid, my family went down to D.C. and we left in the winter time. So we left behind like the snow banks you see here today. Yeah. Uh, and we went down to DC and then I guess it was, or I don't even remember when it was, but it was during the winter time. So it was around some kind of holiday. Um, we had a holiday here and the United States had a holiday. So it kind of coincided. Mm-hmm. So we're down there in the U S and we're just driving around with my family. We're all like the kids are all packed in the minivan and stuff. How old were you? And I don't remember. I was probably like somewhere between 12 and 14 mm-hmm. in that ballpark. Um, and I remember they had two inches of snow. So that's, Two inches. It's like that much snow. It fell from the evening before, about 7 p.m., straight through to maybe like midday the next day. Mm-hmm. So it was lightly falling slowly. It wasn't accumulating. It was melting as it hit the road because it was warm. It was like five, six degrees Celsius. 
Mm-hmm. So it wasn't standing. Mm-hmm. The entire city shut down. Oh, yeah. So wow. this is for all intents and purposes rain. The moment it hits the road, it was melting into water. There was no yeah. ice slicks. There was no nothing. The whole city shut down. That's crazy because it's a country that experiences so many different weathers. You know, mm-hmm. from, you know, they're a big country. It is big. You know? And they're further south. Just, so they, they're yeah. a little bit more violent in terms of, well, they're more violent. But they're more violent weather-wise. Mm-hmm. Compared yeah. to us, like you have places oh, yeah, in the yeah. U.S. that'll get up to like what plus forty-five plus humidex, oh, and then yeah. like, in the winter time, we already had a tornado. Like, yeah, like it wasn't too big, but it was like pretty intense to watch. In the, you you watched it? Yeah, it was like right outside my door. Oh well, yeah, he's in Tornado Alley, a part of Tornado Alley. A little bit. It was oh. it was more of a, like a hur, not hurricane, but like it was like just crazy, like like hail, crazy wind, and like uh, you're close to hurricane stretch too. Oh yeah, we get we get hurricanes and tornadoes. Yeah. Wow, like you get. Yeah, we get sh- we get <laughs> fucking we get railed. That's <laughs> yeah. I used to be so afraid of tornadoes as a kid when I was in grade five. That kids in my grade would tease me and prank me saying we're having a tornado tonight i would literally be going home crying packing my stuff and going to the basement i was so like it was like trauma for me that and they would tell me the black hole existed and that was coming that our earth was going to be like going in and that we would all die guys i like almost had a heart attack that do you you want me to like ratify the black hole one a little bit Mm -hmm. you know that our galaxy like revolves around a black hole and just slowly being sucked into it yeah I'm aware. And then our, our, our sun is also like getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And eventually we'll one day swallow up the earth. Mm-hmm. We won't be around think, for yeah, either exactly. of those days. That's why I'm fine. Like, that's why I'm not too afraid. Yeah. I don't even yeah. think this planet will be able to sustain life when the, those two things happen. So yeah. we're good. Natural disaster will hit us before anything. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. What do you think about that one there, Mr. Spin around in your chair? What? Space and, and space. our existence. Space is cool, man. Space is cool. <laughs> Would you ever go? To space? Would you ever go? Yeah, would you ever go to space? Yeah, sure. Just Jeff Bezos wants to take me. You, you got to wear a cowboy hat. Be though. my sugar daddy. You have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> None of us are ever gonna go. You don't know the the empire Premier locates is gonna be, bro. <laughs> what do you think about Mars? What do you think about Mars? Going to Mars, yeah. colonizing Mars. Oh um, yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's uh. The, Mar- the Mars rover. Forget about the Mars rover. We're on to next year. We're we're looking at putting people down on the Mars. And launching them from the moon. Launching them from the moon? Yeah, they basically want to set up like a Greyhound service from the moon you're, to, you're to Mars. You're basically just asking to die if you want to go to Mars. The first people who go to Mars are going to die very quickly. Do you think they're going to be able to figure out terraforming and stuff for oh, Mars? No, not while, not while we're here. Turning it back into a sustainable planet for life? No, I don't. I don't I, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a dream that won't fulfill itself. To be honest, I what, think we'll I think we'll kill each other off before that even we even get there. Mm-hmm. What do you, What do you think's missing to get it done? At, missing Earth politics aside, in what terms of like our capabilities, what do you think we need to do? We need to do. Yeah. Um. I think we need to stop killing each other all the time. No, yeah. I said Earth politics aside. <laughs> Earth politics aside, what do we need to do to colonize Mars? What do we need to do? Um. Nothing. Well, yeah. <laughs> like first things first, we gotta change where it is in, in the. Like the the positions of the planets, you got to put it right next to Earth. It is right next to Earth. No, it's not. It's too far. In from how many kilometers? For you as a human, at least ten. It's in the Goldilocks zone. You know about that? What? There are three planets in our solar system that are in what they call the Goldilocks zone. 
close enough to the sun to get enough heat to sustain life. Why do we want to leave Earth so bad? What's the point? We have such a perfect planet right now. Why don't we try and fix this one and make it work? Exactly. And go into fucking Mars. Who gives a fuck about Mars? It's red. It's too too many of us are here. PEI is red. There is not too many of us here. You don't think so? There is not too many of us here. They've said that you can fit Earth's entire population in the state of Texas. It'll yeah. obviously be very, very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want to live crowded. in Texas with your elbows up like no, this? Yeah, listen, listen, there is no, not too many people You got to think about that statement, right? Like, what, what, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you thinking about there's not too many people from a context of uh, there's not too many people to cover the surface of the Earth? Are you talking about people getting being able to cooperate and live and coexist? I think there are too many people for that. Nah, I don't think so. I think people are just assholes. I think there's too many people that are cluttered together yeah. that are in really, really high Me- dense areas. Megas- like right now, when you, when you live in Toronto in these large cities, you think, oh, wow, it's overpopulated. Look how many, yeah, we're all fucking, well, everyone, everyone, look at this area and look how many millions another. of people are here. Everyone is fucking mm-hmm. neck, Spread and, out. Is, is fucking neck to neck with each other. When you look- no wonder people are so crazy and want to mm-hmm. hurt and kill each other. They're right next to you. Look, when you go up north and everyone's like living fucking kilometers away from each other the chillest people ever because they don't have to fucking deal with everyone's bullshit you know it's funny you know what when you look from like you know those pictures from space and you look at canada all the lights are at the very bottom like right at the border of the states and the rest it's black yeah. So it's like, guys, just kind of like, you know, move, maneuver up a well, little bit. 100%. Even Ontario. Even yeah. even the province of, of Ontario. It's something like one third of the nation's population lives in the stretch from Windsor to Quebec City. Right. Yeah. One third. More. I think it's more. Actually. No, no. It's, it's one third. No, there's a lot of people in BC. Yeah. In yeah. BC or yeah. DC? BC. BC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Golden Horseshoe, though, is, is easily the heaviest concentration of people in Canada. So that's like the fishtail of Ontario. Right, and then the yeah. the bottom part along the St. Lawrence there. The Great Lakes Basin, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're all concentrated predominantly. Yeah. It's crazy. So I think it's just it had simply just spread out. So it's not too many people. It's just being spread out. But like what Chris said, I think money going out into space is a waste when we could definitely use that money to fix things here and clean up the earth and produce things that will help the economy and literally put the money back into economy versus... Going to a planet that doesn't need, especially if it's yeah. still like, it's not 100% clear that we'll be able to survive no, on this planet. Like, what's the point? Waste, what is the point? Waste of re- Leave the planet as it is. It's a waste of resources, time, energy, and money to go populate that place. I don't like, want to live on a planet point? like that. There's you no, go there, you can't come back. There's no rainforest. There's no beautiful plants. There's yeah, nothing. There's no Pop-Tarts. It's you know? <laughs> so just rock. There's no things I the, like. I, the idea, uh, as far as I'm aware, of the mission to Mars, not, not the specific mission that they're going to go, because obviously it's going to take quite some time, but the, the general goal is to go to Mars. They know there's water there. They've confirmed it. It's frozen. So, and so how the heck are they going to unfreeze it? Breathe really hard. So that's on that's it. what it, that's what they, that's really what they mean really about like terraforming it. the planet. So if you terraform the planet, I remember I was in high school and this started becoming a really popular topic. So I started looking into it, and the number one idea that they had that they they they, they know would work. It would just take a very long time. Is nuking essentially the poles of Mars? Yeah. So, oh because they know that if you drop, I think it's modern day nuclear weapons in, right. in, on Earth, it's yeah. three. Three of them detonate in different places of the Earth can send the entire planet into a nuclear winter. They have no idea that will work. It's a theory. That, it, they, they know no it. They it's a highly educated theory, though. Yeah, it is, they know it is it can work. Just because Elon Musk said it on fucking Jimmy Kimmel doesn't mean it's the word of God. We have no clue. No, no one has you're right. Idea. It's not the word of God. I'm not saying it's the word of God. I'm just saying it, it, is, it is a you know, incredibly science-backed proposal. 
and an idea that that is the the greatest minds on not just NASA, you know, it, like all of the space agencies are they 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 do do cooperative stuff together. They have to, and and this is one of the projects that there is a lot of cooperation, international cooperation. With I think that's one of the most spectacular parts about this. Like you said, we battled. We battle it out. We can't solve our shit here. But when it comes to missions like that, the world has no problem banding together. Mm. So maybe, maybe going somewhere that far away is the answer to fixing our shit here. No, because then Not you're just you're, you're just, taking you're, then every because then problem guess what's gonna happen over there. More issues gonna happen. More people are gonna be fighting over territory in Mars. Like it's just a, mm. it's just gonna Human open nature. up more shit. Human it's gonna, nature. It's gonna open up more garbage. Mm. Why don't we just fucking fix our shit here? All die happy. You know. Who so wants to fucking go to Mars? Do, I don't. do you believe in that? Do you believe that it's possible to like a, to to establish a type of utopia? It's in in at Earth. Yeah, here. Fuck no, no way. Utopia is not possible. So you, then, why not just go to Mars then? Because you know you can't fix the problems here. So well, why not just go and try and see what you can? Because to it a utopia doesn't doesn't mean utopia means perfect. We can't have perfect, but we can make mm. it better. We can make it better. Oh, but the people that are going, they're not all going to have the same mentality. No. That's the thing. So you're going to still bring all the problems that are here to another planet. Because exactly. the same people that lived here are going there. Even if it's like a smaller group, you have a mix of people, unless they literally hand-selected people that have the same mentality to make it like utopia or whatever it's called over there might work. Well, they're definitely not trying to establish utopia. I think they're just trying to no, establish I'm just saying as an, example, an, alternate, right? an alternate existence for humans on another planet, making us a, what is it, interplanetary species? Isn't that the term? I guess so, yeah. I think it would be cool. I think it would oh, be cool would to be an inter- be interplanetary cool, species. What a waste would you go of time. if it was already like established? Would I personally go to Mars? No, I'm okay staying on Earth. But I think it's cool that if the species went there and managed to survive, that would be a wicked thing. Yeah. And that would be a huge tell about what we as animals are capable of and what conditions we can figure out ways to survive. Because hmm. we've, we've, done it, we've done it naturally on this planet. Like we've, we've populated every corner of yeah, this planet. Yeah, but this planet is fucking perfect. Perfect for us in yes. this current state. We, but we evolved to this planet, and this planet has also changed and coexisted with us. Absolutely. So there's been changes for, from both of us, right? Same with Mars wouldn't be any different, theoretically. Except we would be in control of the change until nature took over. I don't know. You don't I'm think not, it's possible? I'm not too, of course it's possible, but I don't think it's going to be just like here at all. There, there it are, would be man-made. It would be it man-made. Be nat- this is natural. Yeah, that you're right. To us. You're it right. It would be man-made. It wouldn't be the same. Everything would be artificial. Though. It would be artificial. Nuking the poles. Like, how that going to work out? Now there's radiation all over the fucking planet. Oh, well, they yeah. know that Mars is already heavily irradiated because why they don't... Why would you want to live they don't, have a, they don't have a thick an atmosphere. You're going to have to live in a spacesuit the entire time. Well, yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's the idea. Dome. It's going to be like dome living. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's living idea. in those ha- in what, habitats. Oh no, I'm yeah. good. I'm staying on planet Earth and that's it. I, like I don't Earth. think NASA was going to knock on your door or not. You, you have to be okay with you farting in You never know what could happen in like 30 years. Just saying... Have any of you seen the movie Elysium? Elysium, yeah. no. No, what's really about? good with me I'm with Matt Damon. Really, really good movie because. Oh wait, didn't s- that movie come out like a few years ago? It was yeah. Uh, the, no, the Matt Damon one you're thinking of is The Martian. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. There's another one called Elysium. No, is it on cool, Mars too? All the cool people no. live in the sky. No. And all so all the, the super people. elite rich uh, on Earth went to a. Um, it was basically like a floating. It was what is it kind of? You know what? It was in Earth's orbit. Yeah, that was, was in the yeah. super elite like went space there station because Earth right? went to shit, and they left all the poor people on Earth. And that then. was in Love, Death, and Robots. 
There was there was one. There was one. Uh, Oh, it's a great show. You should watch. Yeah, Chris got me on this show. It's a it's a series of it's animated. It's in little mini animation shorts, Mm -hmm. varying in length and different styles of animation. Mm -hmm. And each episode, I think the the general theme of all the episodes, which are not related at all, Mm -hmm. but it covers love, death, and robots. That's the whole thing, and it's sort of about life. Um, like it's dystopian a bit, yeah, dystopian. you know, it's just like sci- sci- cool sci-fi animated shorts. Yeah. It's neat. But one of them is about robots talking about the demise of like humanity and stuff. Oh, that's the and, first episode. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. travel the world basically. And then they end up on this, like, it was like an old oil rig and it was converted to how it's like the ultra rich and famous, whatever. And they obviously all died, same as everybody else on the planet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that just reminded me of Love Death Robots because you showed me that Love show Death is Robots. fucking. We fantastic. watched that as well. I watched yeah. that with you. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. show was great. What did you think about Elysium, Chris? Elysium, um, it's good ass. It's Matt Damon, bro. It's a good movie. I like <laughs> Matt Damon a lot, but um, yeah, it's. It, but that it, it, that, it gives, that whole idea, I mean, it's, it's somewhat possible. It's right? somewhat possible for sure, but um, yeah, like I. I I don't know if it would ever happen. I don't think anyone would ever. Well, it was realistic because they would happen. That's a last resort type of thing. Right. It was realistic because they weren't on another planet. It was, uh, it was, it was basically big, a huge spaceship that was orbiting Earth. Yeah, it was like a space station right? orbiting Earth. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they could probably make that happen now or they, somewhat soon they if could, they wanted. But I, I Not to that level, obviously, but. They could, but like the thing is, is how would it ever be manufactured? You know, how would that ever come to fruition? Yeah. Not in all the, the, por- the all amount the poor of resources you make that stuff. Yeah. The way. They're not going to agree to that shit. You one really one of the it. coolest perspectives I ever saw, it was more pra- pragmatic and it was less about colonizing and more about just surviving. But the movie, The Martian, that is also Matt Damon. And that was literally him on Mars. And he had to survive after his team has basically escaped from a storm. Mm-hmm. They thought they left him for dead. They thought he was dead and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. You got to watch it. Um, Matt Damon. And basically, he he was the only profession that I think would be able to survive in a situation like that. He was a botanist. He's literally a plant expert. Knew how to cultivate and grow and all that stuff. All the conditions. He knew how to like generate all the elements. He was he knew how to make water out of air. You know, like, none of us are be going to Mars anytime soon. No, none of us. I don't think any of us would. But those those people who who are you know, I'm. It's interesting. I would love to have somebody sit down who is like destined to go to Mars and just you know explain their rationale to us. Mm-hmm. Like why they're going? Yeah, I'd be like, how do you how do you have the courage to to do something to like get that? Into even just a spaceship and launch out of Earth, I would be having extreme anxiety, thinking that the spaceship will explode. So like even just that, I wouldn't have ever go to space. I feel like there's a part of the human spirit that wants to push at the the limits and adventure. And then for the astronauts that have, every astronaut that has gone to space so far, from the 1950s to today has in their back of their mind, if everything goes well, I will end up back home. Mm-hmm. And we haven't lost any astronauts in space yet. Mm-hmm. We've lost people. We've, some. we've lost people on the way to space, but not in space. You sure? There so wasn't ever news like the The Challenger blew up on the way to space. Oh. It did not get out of the atmosphere. Uh-huh. Yeah, because at the end of the day you still have to tr- you have to strap yourself to a, a rocket that is waging a war against an ever constant force gravity mm-hmm. so it's got to be gr- aggressive until there's no more gravity once there's no more gravity it's you know you're floating yeah and yeah. It, you're living in essentially like a biohazardous zone so mm-hmm. we know how to do that even on earth yeah so it's really it's not all that different just airlocks and all that stuff mm-hmm. and we haven't had any incidents in space knock on wood yes of yet and we've been going to space for the last Almost Since 70, 70s, 70 years. 60s, yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. What do you think about oh, that, Chris? No. What, do you, what do you think about the Apollo mission? Allegedly. 
What do you think? <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> so you don't think that there's an ISS up there somewhere? Huh? This stuff I don't know about. International sure Space Station. It's all fisheye lenses. You know, it's fake stuff. Not. A lot. I don't fucking know. I can't see it, so it doesn't exist. Just like Africa. I can't see Africa. It doesn't exist. Never been there. You're lying. I'm oh kidding, my god. I'm <laughs> or am I? Oh my god. Space right you would have fooled me right now. <laughs> I would have been like, that's it, turn off the show, we're getting we're him done. out of here, he's just, done. <laughs> just like Britain, I've never been there, it doesn't exist to me, I don't know. Good God. <laughs> so that's that's reality to you, if it's directly in front of you, exactly. then it's real, but if exactly. it's not, then it's not real. Exactly. So everybody that you don't know isn't real. Exactly, you got it. Isn't that a lonely way to live life? This is, this is a joke, right? Maybe. It is. Okay, yeah. okay good. You got me. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, like the, the ISS exists, probably. There's footage, you know. What do you think about that? Movies, 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 I love movies. But hear me out. Movies driving, like it seems our technological advancement. You ever see the movie iRobot? No. no, it looked so weird. It's very, very relevant nowadays. So that movie came out in 2005. It's with Will Smith, and basically. He takes on a sentient AI computer mm-hmm. that takes charge of all the other computers after it deemed humanity incapable of governing itself. Right? Sorry, you lost me. Could yeah, you repeat you lost that again? Me too. I was just staring at his little bard eyes. So, <laughs> AI, artificial intelligence, Thank you for this film is about AI becoming sentient. So, being able to think for itself, generate its own thoughts, and develop its own emotions and, and feelings and all that stuff. Which is, we have the capability to do that now. I was going to say, don't humans already create their own thoughts? And- Not humans. Computers. Yeah, come on. Oh. Artificial intelligence. You? Okay, you know what, What's Chris? wrong you know with what, you, Chris? Natalie? We, we possess that. organic Chris. intelligence. I didn't know that. Whatever, Chris. But what it's basically <laughs> saying is, after these robots come become like, self-aware and that deem humans incapable of taking care of themselves, oh. they proceed to now control us. Like Terminator. Like Terminator. So my question is, my question is, do you think that movies like that inspire all these tech moguls that that are, they seem to be, there's no ethics involved in it or whatever. They Mm -hmm. did go right into it. Another one is, is gene, gene manipulation. Do you you know anything about that stuff? Gene manipulation? Yeah. Like you could create another organ type of thing of the same DNA? Some of that, but a bit more. So now, genetic, genetic engineers are, are actually capable of going into a fetus looking at all the genes that are there, picking what the parents would be like, oh, I want that. I want them to be tall. I want them to yeah, be that's, this color uh, eyes. I want them to have this sort of, uh, you know, these attributes. I want them to be strong curly enough. Curly hair. And, and they, can, yeah. they can just go, done. That's crazy. And they can basically, it's eugenics, essentially, before having to mass murder people, mm-hmm. which is wildly, a, it's a huge ethical dilemma. What do you think about that stuff? About genocide? No, but, but <laughs> genetic manipulation. <laughs> I think genetic manipulation. I don't know. There has to be if it's a thing. Like so, like there so is, like it a is white, a thing. So like but... a white family could have like a black kid if they wanted. That no, type of stuff. no, that's not what it's about. It's about okay. So say um, like I'm five seven. Say I I, I end up with a, a girl who's like five one, but I have people in my family which I do who are six feet over. So I have those genes. So now we have like a little whatever fertilized egg, and they can go into the gene coding or whatever it's called. 
and they can go, okay, we don't want the five seven jeans. We want the six foot jeans. That we exists. don't want the brown eyes. Yes, it does. Yeah, it, it, they, it we don't want the brown eyed jeans. We want the green eyed jeans. We don't want them to be stronger uh, at language. We want them to be stronger at math. Just picking and choosing. Exactly. Strawberry uh, language and strawberry math. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Yeah, strawberry, strawberry, strawberry language. language. You said strawberry. Whatever gene made you say that, we need to take no, that right out. Did you just out. say Let's strawberry? Out. No. What'd you say? I, I thought did, you said strawberry. Nothing to do with food, to be honest. <laughs> so what did you say? I, I, I was talking about height and eye color and, and being strong going, at mathematics. Uh, okay, strong. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the way you said it made me think that you said strawberry. Well, okay. you know what? Let us know in the comments if you heard me say anything about strawberries. We'd love like to know. Look. Smash that motherfucking like button. <laughs> and, you know, like and subscribe. Hit strawberries the, the, hit the mathematics. Bell for notifications. <laughs> okay. And so your question was to him, if it's real? No, if it's real, what do you think about it? It oh. is real. Yeah. I think it's still... It's not real. I don't... I didn't see it. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it's... I think there should be a lot of rules around it because you can definitely obviously manipulate it to be extreme and cause more damage and harm. If you're using it because you're... Say you have... If you have... Um, so what's it called? Say you have a heart condition and you don't want that to go to your child, like can you know pass it down. And say your partner in their past, like family, there's no heart problems. Maybe okay, sure, right. But so you're on the right track I, I here. Think, I but, think that's yeah. Oh, sorry, to interrupt. Keep going. No, it's okay. Basically, but it's just if you're using it for with the wrong intentions to right. cause harm yeah. and make wor- things worse, then no. I think those good intentions will in turn cause harm, though. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to say, where do you because draw the line at the ethics I of this? No, because yeah. let's say, okay, yeah, for sure. Like, it's a very good idea to want your kids to not have heart conditions, but then you got to go back to the fact of natural selection. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to the fact of now we're mm-hmm. keeping people alive when they shouldn't be. I know that's a very yeah. bad thing to say, but like... We can't be we can't be fucking with Mother Nature. I, like yeah. I agree with you. I think I wouldn't ever do it. It's no. just if you had to, but like no, I wouldn't. My ever do it. my no. my opinion of it is when you go and you turn off the gene that makes somebody you know five foot seven or have brown hair or whatever. What else do you turn off that they might have needed yeah. to be the best sort of version? Because at the end of, of the day, yeah. evolution doesn't care about you, me, or that bird or that dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just wants to find the best way to live yeah. in now. And the next generation will worry about the best way to live in that generation. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I think we, because oh, that's the thing. We all need to be, you guys are so distracted. Can you turn the TV off? It's turn birds. the TV off. It's for the dog. <laughs> Then look and over he, here. Fucking Chris is more distracting than the dog. It's for her. She's fucking loving it. Pay attention. He hates this right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're on so our show. Upset. Fucking give us something here, man. I'm giving you something. Oh, fuck. Can you just put the sheep channel, whatever it's on, that he loves? He loves sheep. Sheep, he's going to start standing. He's not, he's not, no, he's, <laughs> he's not going to find it entertaining. She will. He won't. I just had birds on and he was <laughs> fully fucking staring at it. The birds were dancing. The sheeps won't do anything. No, the sheeps are fascinating. <laughs> the, oh sheeps are, the sheeps are pretty cool. Right now, I think it's used by celebrities. Celebrities are like using this. Do you think they're actually using it? No, it's being I used in IVF now a lot. Yeah, and they're, and they're yeah. using it to create like, quotes, a perfect, their perfect baby. Really? Yeah, the right? dream baby. Jesus. And that's what it is. They get, a, they get a little bit of a gene from someone with a straw jawline. 
tall. Is, is this like stem cell research in a no, sense? No, but stem different. cell research has branched off into this. It's genetics. Oh, it's a study yeah. of genetics. Okay. So obviously stem cell research and genetics, genetics uh, I think they ran parallel for a little while, especially in the earlier days. But as both of them have now branched off into like their own separate thing. Stem cell research is fantastic because stem cell research is what's it letting, is. It is it's, helpful. It's yeah. leading to like us developing like um, those artificial, well, not artificial, but like, you lab-grown hearts and yeah, livers that's and kidneys. Good. That's fine. That's life-saving stuff. Mm-hmm. And we know it's real. Like, who really cares? If your options were certain death because of liver failure or a weird liver that will give you 20 years and maybe it'll cause some health issues down the road, yeah. I don't think – it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, yeah. right? People are going to be like, give me the liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're, talk- <laughs> when you're talking about <laughs> altering the, the genetic <laughs> coding of a human being before it's even born, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like – I understand none of us can pick our genes because we're all born into these bodies and it's mm-hmm, just, it mm-hmm. is what it is. It would be no different for those kids. But I wonder, what, what kind of role you know are you what playing? though? Also another thing too, have they done enough research to know? So a child that was basically selected what genes they would have, did they even do research on how they would develop, like their development as a human being no, because if it passed down to anything? It's so new. Like it's it's so, so new. Yeah, no, I think if, it's messed if up. If there are children that have been genetically altered that we just don't know like who that that Stevie little Stevie was genetically altered poor Stevie the oldest that Stevie could be is like six or seven years old right now so there's zero zero evidence of what this is going to look like down the road Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right we're really in the early stages of it we were just talking about it Chris downstairs we're talking about vaping we're like, well, you know, we know is effects. it better than smoking? Because we don't know. There's not enough we long-term, long-term evidence. Effects, so. I feel like Vaping's if they wanted to like create this, they should really then select a group of people. Let's say 100 people or 50 people. 50 couples. 100 couples. And they did this. And then the research was extended for 50 years mm. or so. Yeah. But I know it's Ethic, a waste. Ethical. Di- no, it's not even a waste. That's an ethical dilemma. Because... Yeah. If you go around the world and you do little test samples and you ask people, is it ethical to to even consider doing this? No. I think A, the, the, the resounding answer would be no. Mm-hmm. And B, the people who say yes would be only the people who have ulterior motives. Yeah. Where they, they basically want lab-designed human beings for specific roles. If you can't see the ethical dilemma in designing humans for specific roles then you know it's the same jamaica dog nyam ya sapa so what? yeah obviously yeah. everyone knows dog nyam ya sapa there's a new one you just learned what is that dog ate your dinner you don't know you don't the know dog, dog ate, ate your dinner dog you know it's your food oh, whatever you're guys suck your mother suck your mother what do you think what do you guys think about that though I think it shouldn't. The ethics of it, of it. I don't think it should exist. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Again, artificial too. I don't think think messing with, you know, Mother Mother Nature. Nature. It's not a good idea. Absolutely. Would you you agree with the statement that, like, technology has surpassed our ability to adapt? And now now we're in the the realm of stuff we we never be able to understand. It's way too. Like, I think they're taking it too far. You You're so? really then disconnecting from human connection, yeah. from natural things of, of ways of being. I think it's too far. Even something as little as like kids don't know how to cursive write anymore. They don't teach that in school. Cause, really? Yeah. yeah. It's not taught. Why? I don't. Because we're needed. going. Right? Kids don't even write, dude. When no, I was in the military, yeah. I was working in recruiting. 
So I would have 16-year-old kids coming in all the time. And they're and writing. I have to do their so... evaluation. They write like JK toddlers. I really? went home, yeah. asked my mom for yeah. a box of my old shit, looking at the way I hand wrote in, in junior kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And my penmanship in yeah. junior kindergarten is better than 16, 17, 18-year-olds today because they don't write. It's so bad. They don't write. Everything is done on computers or tablets. At at the gym, when kids sign signatures or whatever, they look at me like, so I need your signature. And they're like, what's a signature? I'm like, no. No, yeah. It's crazy. Really? It's so sad. I think you just came across some dumb kids. No, 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 no. no. It's It's an actual thing. All of them. And a new standard. Yeah, they, they don't it's write. Sh- they don't need to, so yeah. they don't know how to. Danny writes. The my, problem my is younger that sister, you're now. Yeah, because she's the youngest of, of, of four other kids, no, five like, other no, kids that are older. Writes. No, she writes in school. Oh, maybe in Texas. her school well, is I mean, really. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's fucked yeah. up here, but I know down in Dallas, she's doing like spelling tests, like she's writing, like she's doing all that stuff. It's not all. She hasn't yet. Yeah, she has an iPad. Mm-hmm. So, like they gave they gave all the kids iPads, but yeah. um, she does no she does writing. At least I don't think they've completed. I don't think they'll ever completely take that out. No, but, but they don't do it. As maybe it's slowly not they, it's, going away. But I don't think it's go, ever going to go I, away. I think people if, said that the standard has just declined a little. Dude, bit. Dude, if that, a sixteen year old has the penmanship of a junior kindergartner, there's a serious issue for sure. Mm-hmm. The, and, and and now you're now you're on the fucking cusp of illiteracy. Mm-hmm. Because these no, kids can't spell without spell check. They can't write without, they, they can't write at all. And it goes farther so, down more. You're not using one part of your brain that has to do with critical thinking, that has to yeah. do with, like, you will have more brain fog mm-hmm. now. Interpretation. Problem, yeah, problem, yeah, problem solving. solving. Exactly. Even just your um, your movement in the hand, too. Everything, like, absolutely everything gets affected. It's not just because yeah. we're going to technology. Like, literally, it, it fine-tunes gets, it affects, your motor skills. Yes, which is like, that's the whole, lot. the entire curriculum from, I would say, JK to grade three is mm-hmm. literally just about refining your motor skills. You don't actually, in, in JK to grade three, I'd say you're in school to learn how to learn. Where And then after grade three, now you just, you need to know how to learn because now you're going to start learning things, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a 16-year-old can't as much as A, sign their John Hancock, or B, write from A to Z, neatly, legibly, to the point where they can't even read their own handwriting. That was a situation I had with these kids coming into the military office to apply for the military. First of all, literacy is a big deal in the military. You obviously need to know how to read. Don't drop, we'll go boom, you know. Um, (laughs) If you can't fucking read your own writing, what makes you think that somebody else can? What if you're tagging a broken weapon and you need to write legibly, you know, broken, don't use... This is a grenade. <laughs> Fair enough. And someone yeah. goes and fucks around and then someone dies. Now you're now you have literacy causing loss of life for no other yeah. reason than poor skills. Yeah, it's like you got to be teaching writing in school. I don't know. Like have they like have they I don't think they've actually taken it out. I think kids just no, don't a lot care of, nowadays. A lot, a lot of schools have taken it out cuz I also have teachers that come to oh, really? my job and I've asked them and they said yeah, it's not a part wow. of the curriculum anymore. It's combination too. Yeah. It's also a bit of negligence. I know one thing for a fact. I have a lot of friends that are parents now. And when they don't have the patience, remember when we were kids, when we were kids, if you were annoying your parents because you had, you were bored, <gasps> they would say, go find something to do. Go find something to occupy yourself. I so you'd play with out. toys. Yeah. You'd find some, you'd be creative. Yeah. Kids now, you know what I, they do? I pay. Hand, them, hand them iPad. I put them on say, yeah. YouTube and just yeah. suck the life out of their brains. I think it's yeah. so, you need to be bored because that's where you get creative. Yeah. You learn about yourself kids, there too. Like this is one of the things I definitely want to like pass down is I'm not buying them a tablet. If it's needed for any educational reasons, but then again, I would kind of like look into that to see what it is. 
But when I see parents at restaurants, and I don't mean, I really don't mean to be judgmental here because at the end of the day, you never know what's going on at home. Maybe that's No, moment. I'm sorry. Accountability. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold don't on. be an idiot and hand your kid an iPad at a restaurant. Okay, I get that. Yeah. But <laughs> for some people, they just simply don't know better. And I just feel sorry for them. If that's how they think that parenting is the best way, I just, that's how I look at it. I'm like, I just hope that maybe eventually they'll create something where they teach kids to be in the present moment with people. See, but- I'm, I I kind of agree with you, but I don't on the sense of they don't know a better way because I think that's absolutely false. We are the generation. Even Chris, you were born in 2001. Yeah. You remember life before it revolved oh, yeah. around yeah. technology. For sure. So we all, everybody that's having kids now is firmly rooted mm-hmm. in a childhood and upbringing that didn't involve technology at the rate and scale that mm-hmm. we use it now. So anybody handing their kid an iPad at a fucking restaurant yeah fully knows what they're doing they're they're avoiding they're being negligent parents mm-hmm. right sometimes you know we know everybody knows everybody talks about it so you hear it all the time we were our kids ourselves we know we put our parents through the ringer being a parent isn't easy having kids is hard probably mm-hmm. drains your you, i don't have any kids so i can't confirm but i can see it you mm-hmm. know i'm an idiot it's probably the, one sure, of the most difficult just, things that anybody will ever do in their lives it's just an easy way to make them shut up yeah, but exactly. You can't just you can't just cop out when you're upbringing a human being. Mm-hmm. You have an no, obligation, for sure. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to set them up as best you can for the world, and like they, we know it. We we see it ourselves. You, you go on your phone, Alex. You've mentioned it a million times. You go on Instagram for like twenty minutes. You come out and you're drained. You're handing a four year old who doesn't even know how to wipe their own ass one of these devices. What do you think is happening? Mm-hmm. If you're grown an adult with self-awareness and cognitive ability with fine-tuned motor skills and you feel it sucking the life out of you what is happening with a child that doesn't even know how to count to three well think Mm -hmm. about it too like if you give your child an ipad at a young age right and you're constantly giving that that kid a device Mm -hmm. constantly entertaining that person i mean tell me that doesn't contribute to maybe adhd or causes adhd oh yeah because when you're when you got a device, your brain's never stopping. Constantly, yeah. you're watching a video, never stopping, never stopping. It becomes mm. a habit. Then I when it puts down, there, there has to be something else. I don't agree with that. I'm oh, gonna no, say no, it's gonna it, contribute no, no, to ADHD. No. I Absolutely don't think so. It does. Are you I kidding? 100%. I think that's, that's what ADHD is. Is it, it not like not being con- able to it focus? It is constant gratification, and you just can't take it. Like when you scroll TikTok for two, three hours, so you just mind numb the scroll scroll oh new thing new thing new thing new thing i know you have it you have adhd you got diagnosed as a kid right i have it too i got diagnosed at 25 i can tell you that the symptoms of adhd in me personally are significantly diminished when i'm active when i'm engaged in real world experiences no, exactly. that's real world no, that's, not, an, so, not, so, a, that's what we're not saying. a tablet oh, okay. not a tablet when, I thought you're on, I'm, when you're on the tablet no because yeah. you phrase it you're it, constantly it's, it's, yeah I'm, I'm saying more you're you're never giving your kid a chance to turn his fucking brain off yeah. and yeah. rest his mind right yeah. that's never happening yeah. that contributes to ADHD even yeah. though I, I, look you know. ADHD yeah. is a condition I, first of all I don't even think it's a condition I think that we need neurodivergent people I think we've always needed them I think that neurodivergent people are like the the spur that has kind of helped us move along over the hundreds of thousands of years we've existed as people. What I think is a problem is we've now created a system that only works for one type of person. So now Mm -hmm. everybody who doesn't fit in this little box gets a label like ADHD, autism, all these different things. Yeah, you're different. Yeah, you, you don't work the same way. Your brain isn't wired the same way as everybody else. But I don't think it's causing ADHD. I'm not I, saying that's the only thing that's causing it, but it's no, definitely not helping. Definitely not helping. Mm-hmm. I, I Fuck think, no. I, th- I think 
more people will end up qualifying as ADHD because of it. No, that's yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. But, but it's, you get you ADHD get a is not like cancer. It's not a disease. It's no, just I'm the way your brain is. I'm just saying your brain is constantly the way the phrasing you're developing sounds. a brain at such a young age. So. A child from zero to six, they are so fragile. Whatever they're seeing, listening to, how they're living, it literally gets soaked into their brains, right? 100%. And so them constantly getting all these different emotions at such a young age and like it's constant different distractions here or there. Like he said, your brain is not learning how to calm down too. So it's not, he's not saying that it's like um, a a disease or anything like that. It's just that you're literally not allowing your child to be in the present moment and to like be aware of what's going on, like be alive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. It's and creating that, this robotic type. That of- is, that is well, the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was, when I was taking, um, my meds for ADHD, I don't, I think there was the same one you had. What were Concerta. They Concerta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. It just made my mind so quiet and I could actually focus. See, I was, I didn't mm-hmm. find that. I think because we had, I think we had two different experiences. You were a kid when you got diagnosed and treated and I, I was, was an adult. I was 15. Yeah, still, still. You were, you were, you had a pubescent brain. I yeah. was, I was post-puberty. So it was, I reacted to the medication. When you got diagnosed. I, when I got diagnosed. Diagnosed. And then I was put on the meds immediately because I was still in university. Right, but you, you, you think you had it when you were younger as well. It's not something 100%, you developed. You not, didn't develop it in your twenties, dude. It's the way my brain is wired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the problem is, like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm a smart person, right? So in school, a there wasn't when I was in school, it wasn't as big a thing, right? Like diagnosing children with ADHD, mm-hmm. it was very sort of new. Yeah, and I medications like Ritalin and Adderall were brand new. People were very on the fence about handing that to kids. I remembered that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I never got diagnosed with it. Also, because when I'm hyper-focused and I'm interested in something, I'm getting the dopamine, um, I'm, I'm extraordinary at things. So, like, I was mm-hmm. getting 90s in things I liked, like history, English, that kind of thing. They would call thing. you gifted. Like, that would be the I term. Qual- I literally yeah. qualified as gifted. Yeah. So, and they, they had a whole interview with my mom. They were like, oh, we need to send Matthew to a special school. She said no. Special school? It, uh, gifted school. Yeah. So, like a private school. <laughs> All right, make your jokes. But, no, point, no, is, point is, point is... <laughs> The, it didn't work because this, those gifted schools back then were was social suicide. They were, it was eight hours of just academics. There was no balance. There was no Jeez. physical. These schools were not designed for a well-balanced kid. They were designed for brainiacs. They could have used some iPads in that school. Oh, they sure. probably have them now. But they probably design <laughs> iPads now. But anyways, the, so my mom opted against it. And then nobody, just nobody cared to ask about it again. Like nobody checked in on me all the way through school. I got tested as in grade two. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. And my my grades for especially it? for ADHD in grade two. No, for a learning disability. And they were like, actually, he's not. He doesn't have a learning disability. He's a gifted student. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then everybody's kind of well. I'm I'm looking back on it now, being like, what the fuck? My mom had all the report cards because when I got diagnosed, my psychiatrist was like, oh, do you have any of your? Did your parents have any of the old report cards we can maybe look at? And I asked my mom. Sure enough, she had all of them. Yeah. So I just took them. I didn't know how to interpret it. I sent them all to my doctor. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, she goes. The fact that you were getting 90s in history, academic, and 50s in applied math with the record saying effort, there was effort, he was trying to understand, he was incapable, and no teacher cared enough to be like... What's going on? Exactly. She was was Mm ostracan. But I guess the standard has changed. I've never heard of that word before. Ostracan? Ostracan. When you're struck with awe. (laughs) Struck with awe. That's an actual word? It is an actual word. A a pretty big topic these days is now they're uh, prescribing young kids 
ADHD medication. Right? Yeah, so it's think meth. about what that's gonna do. Yeah. Like, it's Chris, microdosing think about that, meth. What, what you're gonna do to kid like in early development, like uh, in their five like, to I don't ten, think any ten to fifteen. Be and to be honest, drug is, it's, it's an amphetamine. I do wonder yeah. what the tests are like now because yeah, I was tested as a kid. But mine was under learning stability. So they sent me to a different school with a different program. However, I think that the reason to why I had a quote unquote learning disability where I was falling behind in English and in math wasn't because I didn't understand it. As a kid, I was daydreaming a lot in school because I had so much stress going on at home mm-hmm. that at school, that was my only time of quietness. And so it wasn't really a dis- disability. I just didn't focus on my work because yeah, I was, was so stressed at yeah. home. So I I wonder what the tests are like now. Do they actually go a little bit deeper and oh, say? I'd imagine. You know what I mean? Like, what are <laughs> the, her stress levels? Is it causing? I also the feel reasoning you want, you want to, to know why? what my test was. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I think I was older than that. I must have been like seventeen or something. I just gave a ballpark. My test was I went to my walk-in clinic doctor and I said, "Oh, I just have trouble focusing." She pulled out one sheet of paper. Asked me 15 questions. Wow. I answered them. She said, okay, you have ADHD. Here's your medication. So now give wow. that same test to yeah. a person, that to a kid that's six years old that uses a tablet every 30 seconds. Yeah. And what do you think the outcome is going to be? What's, what's going to be the result? What do you think? Yeah, that's... I, that, right? That was, Come on. Um, I was amazed. Big pharma agenda right there. I was, I was <laughs> no fucking shit. amazed at how quickly she diagnosed me. I was like, really? See, that's it's it? interesting. Yeah. I had a very different experience. So I ended up initiating it for myself. And I went to the military channels because they have their own doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like... At this point, it's COVID is happening. I was getting through university well enough. 2020 was, or 2021? 2021. January 2020. I started the process December 2020 into mm-hmm. January 2021. Okay. So I'm, I'm at home. I'm, I'm on the computer now for the first time. And I'm, I'm, my education is my responsibility. And it, I had already started my degree going into lectures, doing tutorials in class with people engaging in the material. And I was doing fine. I was learning another language. I was learning German. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact I'm not an idiot, right? Yeah. Now I get home and I would read on my computer screen. By the way, my commute to school back in those days was three feet from my bed to my fucking desk. Mm-hmm. And I sit down behind my desk and I open up my school stuff and I'm reading these like, you know, massive textbooks on like political theory and all this stuff and Aristotle and Socrates and all this crap, right? Yeah. And I'd find myself at the top of the page reading it, fully engaged in reading it, getting to the bottom and realizing I retained Zilch. And I would be rereading pages four, five, six times. Now I'm getting agitated. And Mm -hmm. now you're agitated. You can't focus, obviously, when you're agitated. So my grades go down. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I I initiated the process. And it was a long process in the military. I had to be referred to uh, my base surgeon, which is my family doctor when you're in the military, who goes, okay. I do see an issue. We're going to refer you to the military psychiatrist. Go to the military psychiatrist who goes, yeah, there was checklists, but it wasn't one 15-question one. It was like eight different ones. Each of them were 60 questions. Most of them wow. were more than one word. There was like, you had to do little mini paragraphs to describe the situation. She needed old report cards to look for patterns and all. It was a huge delve into my life, mm. right? And after that, it was only after that that she goes, you have raging ADHD, we are going to medicate you in order to try Raging. to help you. Raging. I'm hyperphrasing, or what it's, it's called? A paraphrasing. Term. Yeah. We use it all okay. the time. Right? Ra- yeah. Raging ADHD. 
So, or did she, did she just say you had ADHD? She said I had ADHD. I just said I was paraphrasing. Anyways, point is, mm-hmm. ADHD goes, to the max. <laughs> she goes, you you you're going to be Can't put on focus, little boy. Yeah, you're going to be put on a, the the medication, which was Concerta, right? But she was like, in order for you to get these prescriptions, you also have to go to therapy. So you're going to be getting medication, and you're going to go do therapy, and you need to do those two things together. So that's that was my treatment for it. Medicated. Yeah, medicated mm. and right. therapy. Yeah. Mm. So that's how I treated it. And it honestly, getting diagnosed with ADHD at 25 years old was sort of like. I remember you had a hard time. It was. It was very difficult because it pissed me off. It re- I, honestly, that's what yeah. I found myself feeling pissed off i felt like i was failed entirely by the education system like they did not give a fuck for me i was like fuck yeah now i got concerta now i get (laughs) like fuck but now you're not now you're not now i I don't even i don't i don't use it anymore because um i don't know i stopped using it didn't really i didn't think it was good for me to be taking these fucking drugs but dude it was great like it, it feels makes you feel great. Like it's, I, it's a drug. I, I didn't personally. It's an amphetamine it makes you feel sweet. But then I was like, mm, probably not good for my mental. So maybe I'll just figure yeah, out my own problems on my own. So I, I don't, I don't think a drug is gonna fix everything that's going on up there. I don't believe in that type of stuff unless it, it's like a disease. It and definitely right. isn't a disease. It definitely. Thank you. It's not. I don't think it's a no, disease. It's it's, a it's disease. it plunged me into depression using those drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also, Chris, you can speak to this. It like annihilates your appetite. Yeah, yeah you can't eat. And then yeah. also, if you, especially if you're somebody like me who's got like interest in a lot of different things, it causes you to hyper focus. Yeah. So I would find myself waking up. I would take my dose at like nine in the morning, right? And I would, I would force my. I'm not a breakfast person. I don't eat breakfast. But I'm like, if I take this medication, I'm not going to eat all day. So I have to yeah. eat breakfast. So I'd eat breakfast, then I would take the pill, and yeah. then I'd go and I'd sit down behind my computer by like nine thirty, right? I'm supposed to be doing schoolwork. But, oh, I just saw a word in this thing I'm supposed to read that has me interested. I don't know what this word is. Let me Google the word. Google the word, and I apply it to context. Next thing you know, I'm Googling Hitler because this word applied to Hitler. Now I'm going through the entire chronology of Hitler's life. And next thing I know, oh, fuck, it's 5 p.m. The medication starts to wear off. I didn't do anything I was supposed to do. I just spent the entire day becoming an expert on Adolf Hitler. So what are your thoughts on Adolf Hitler? Fucking shitty dude. (laughs) Shitty dude. So, Chris, being someone that's, well, for both of you, but... Being someone that's uh, gone on it, now you're mm-hmm. off. Like, what are some things that help you deal with that? Deal with it now. Help me deal with it now. Um, just uh, just do things, you know. Just get out and and try doing new stuff. Get like the the biggest thing that helped me was um, actually being like in the field for, for what you do right now. Being yeah. in the field and like doing the job. Being engaged. Because be, using your hands, being engaged, like walking around, doing exercise. Oh, like it mind clear can't even think about other stuff but one but now that i'm at my desk job now i'm sitting at a computer all day now i'm and now i'm in dallas i don't have any of my friends around with yeah me. that's I'm trying that's to tough. make friends that's but tough. it's tough yeah. when you're by yourself right so mm-hmm. now i'm all alone in an apartment like it's fun at times but like i'm just alone with my thoughts and i can't there's no turning that off there's when, no, when there's, there's no, nothing there's no, no, there's no turning my like yeah. once like literally once like work's done then i'm just alone by myself for the night and it's just like uh, it kind of sucks a lot yeah a lot of times for sure yeah it it gets it gets it's lonely yeah lonely that's exactly what it is yeah lonely alone with my thoughts and like all i keep telling myself is like one day i'll i'll like make some friends down here and shit and then like everything will be cool because i can go out do stuff and i'll like i'll be fine and like in my mental yeah i'll be okay well do you go to like the gym do you go yeah occasionally but like the other the other aspect of that is that i find I have a lack of motivation. 
Mm. Like, like especially a big one for ADHD. Especially since um, with my job, it is very it's extremely mentally draining. With mm-hmm. his job, it's physically draining. Mine, it's mentally because the whole day. It's just juggling a thousand different things in my head, answering everyone's emails, making sure all the jobs like it's there's so keeping clients happy, keeping everyone happy, juggling a million thoughts in my mind (laughs) of what everyone everyone's needs and wants. Mm -hmm. So it's mentally taxing and and frustrating at times. So once I'm done, I can turn everything off. Then I'm just like, I just don't want to even move right now. I just want to go to bed. I like I like I like I know. But the thing, the shitty part is that. I do go to the gym sometimes, and every time I do go to the gym, I feel fucking fantastic. Because it's phenomenal after, for those who have ADHD. It's, it's the hardest thing to get there. Yeah. One of it's the things so tough to get exercise is phenomenal. It it's really so difficult to explain how severe this lack of motivation is to people who are neurotypical. So, like, yeah. if you're somebody mm-hmm. who gets your normal dose of dopamine, mm-hmm. and you can find the motivation to get up and I got to clean the bathroom today. Like, doing a medial task that's a kind of annoying you don't want to do it for somebody with ADHD it's you, like you think of that task your brain releases zero or not that it yeah. releases zero dopamine but you absorb zero dopamine if mm. you absorb zero dopamine you can't even as much as wipe your own ass like it not oh, I having, can, oh, I can wipe my ass. Well, that's because you're getting dopamine, you, bro. But I wipe my ass. That's because of the dopamine. You get dopamine. Some <laughs> wiping your ass excites you enough to wipe your ass, right? Of course. But reality is, if you don't have any <laughs> dopamine, you can't do anything physiologically. I think the way that I'm able to relate to that is, I remember when I was dealing severely with depression, getting out of bed was insanely yeah. tough. Like I can't. That was so I could re- I don't have ADHD, yeah. but I can relate in the the severe lack of motivation. Like there is nothing in you yeah. that's like getting you to go exactly, like, and not the, even brushing your teeth, which I would obviously, the, but just idea of like I'm thirsty, I want water, but like I don't have that desire to go and get water. Yeah. like it's I I can understand. And in then that way. and then the worst part is I think a lot of people with ADHD, especially if you've been diagnosed, you're aware of it. You're aware you have ADHD. You're aware you're lying in bed not doing anything, and you're aware that you want to be doing other things. Mm. Now, what do you do? As Chris said, especially when you're alone with your own thoughts, you start to annihilate yourself. You are just really hard on yourself for a little, kind of no reason. You, you know, a bit merciless, mm-hmm. and you're 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 your own worst enemy. You you yeah. bully yourself. You do because you're yeah. like you're like you could be doing more. You should be doing more. What the hell's the matter with you? And you're just like what the fuck. And then that gets you into a state of almost depression, like you said, mm-hmm. where now you have even lower levels of motivation yeah. and nothing gets done. So then you get to the point where you're like, I just need to go to sleep. And tomorrow's a new at day. At the end of the day, though, um, I don't blame the way I'm acting on ADHD or depression or whatever. I blame it on myself. The reason I don't have friends in Texas is because it's me. The reason I don't go to the gym in Texas is because it's me. I can say ADHD, depression, all I want, but the only thing that's going to change is if it's I go you. out and it's fucking you do yeah, something. You have to find yeah. a way to do it. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. like there's no sense. Like, that's why I don't really, like, I don't really buy into the fact of, like, saying I'm depressed, I can't do anything. That's bullshit. You're telling your dep- yourself that you're depressed and you're not going to do anything about it because you say you like have you're victimizing, mental- you're You're victimizing, you're creating the... You're victimizing yourself. I can't do anything. The in- I want the image, like- the persona or the um, identity that you yeah. are 
depression meaning that you're, like, you're not gonna do it because of it i think the yeah. most dangerous people dangerous thing for sad people is a therapist telling them yeah you have depression then they believe it then they ingrain it into them themselves 100 percent. they ingrain it into themselves mm-hmm. i completely they, agree like too. oh fuck i'm depressed like i gotta take all these meds what am i yeah. gonna do i have this illness how do i get rid of it i don't think i can get rid of it i was saying this to the guys on the last podcast we did like yeah. the vic- like victimizing people and making them, like, yeah, like there's a difference between there's. It's good being aware of what's going on with yourself yeah, for sure. But then there's that next level where it's people, they're coping with it and they're just yeah. they're they're coming to terms with okay, this is how I am. Yep, and uh, it's okay it. that I'm not doing okay. anything because because I have it because I'm depressed and I can't get up and so that's okay because I understand. Ther- it. My therapist mm-hmm. told me that she feels really sad for me and I take all these medications and you know I should yeah. I should make myself better, but no, you're not. You're just calling yourself depressed and not doing fuck all about right. it. I guarantee you, if you got out of that mindset, if you're able to, and went out and did something, you wouldn't be depressed anymore. Eventually, yeah, eventually like yes. It, like it takes a while, right? With me, how I was able to, I would say like the first phase, because there was a, there was something that caused it afterwards. But I always still made sure that I was putting the work in every single day. But don't get me wrong, doesn't mean that I was feeling great all the time. I still felt those emotions, Absolutely. but I didn't identify myself as that. So one of the tricks that I did, which really helped me in a very low, low, low moment, was I was remembering how I was even like the a year or two before. And I was so happy. My God, I was so myself. I was my like completely who I was. And so what I did was I kind of like took my, I took my hands, my right arm, my right hand was me. Mm-hmm. My left hand was depression or like those feelings. And I just kind of like did like a prayer hand symbol like this. And I realized this is me, the right hand, this is the illness, this is the motion, whatever it's called, on the left. I'm not interlacing them that it's one. It's just like this right now. But they could yeah. separate. And that's that image, because I'm a more of a visualizer type of person when it yeah. comes to information, retaining anything, whatever, studying-wise, I have I need visualizations. That's how I, like, I work the best. But that's what helped me. It's like, And that's what helped making sure that I didn't like create... A persona out of it which a lot of people do because it's easy to it's easy don't oh, it's get me wrong so it's easy. absolutely so, so easy so many to people just live their yeah. lives saying that like they base their personalities off of their mental illness like people love to flaunt it nowadays like oh, i have depression you know what i mean like you yeah, know people talk on, like, about it like, on, like the internet and stuff and it's like they, it's people. just like first of all you probably self-diagnosed yourself second of all why are you even like flexing that you got depression that's not a flex like you gotta you gotta get your shit your shit together like why? Why are we like learning why, how to just take a one step like, at a time? Why? Of. Why are we glorifying mental illness in like in today's age? Like it, it is not a, a a thing that is not that. It's know. beneficial in the sense. It's beneficial in the sense that because it's super easy to feel completely alone when you're dealing with it, right? So it's it is nice when yes, people open up and they share their stories because then really that feeling of not being alone has saved me. Like I'm gonna use that word really powerfully right now. It saved me. Because I felt like I was not alone. But, again, you have to take the steps to better yourself one step at a time. And it is a journey. It's up and down, up and down. But as long as you try to find your own light at the end of the tunnel and you just keep walking towards it. And regardless the intertwines and all that sort of stuff, just walking towards it, I believe, does. Like, you do get out of it eventually. But that's what it is. Taking, you have, you're responsible of your well-being at the end of the day. 
Absolutely. You're all, you're in charge of yourself hundred percent of the time. I just, yeah, I just don't think it's the right move to be like, just like throwing around depression. So, so willy nilly. Look at the end of the day, I see it as, first of all, we cannot forget that even 20 years ago, the term mental illness was not accepted. If you were not okay, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. So we got to find a balance between mm-hmm. listening to people who, I'm sorry, but they kill themselves over this shit. Mm-hmm. Some people can't handle it and they need the help. The yeah. real people who are suffering with this shit. Yeah. And then you have people, like you said, who self-diagnosed, just want to claim to fame because it's becoming more socially talked about. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's not being talked about to glorify it. And if that's your, if that's your approach, approach to it, then you're you're part of the problem. Yeah, you're. We're talking about it more so that the people who we're trying to back people off the ledge here. Yeah, I think that's the main goal. If you lose sight of that goal, then you've completely lost the whole fucking thing. What do you mean back people off the ledge? Dude, people with mental illness oh, kill themselves. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking okay, about? Okay, sorry, yeah. Like, no, no, I, I didn't know what that meant. I just think I really depression is is just very misunderstood in today's day and age. Depression is a very serious, serious thing for people to go through. Yeah, and. Like when people just have this um, perception that um, if you're sad, oh, I'm really sad today. I guess I'm depressed. Or and even then, when then, people say, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Oh, I must yeah. have an anxiety disorder. Yeah, exactly. yeah they like take I'm, it to the extreme I'm, without then, just realizing you're human. Yeah. You have this feeling because it's, it's natural. Like yeah. your body is just trying to protect you. However, if it keeps systematically happening and it gets worse and worse you and worse. You erase the people who actually deal with shit. I, yeah. I fucking can't stand the ADHD thing. When I talk about like mm-hmm. what the experiences are with ADHD. This is why I'm convinced that if you're neurotypical, you just don't get it. Because I'll talk about the attention thing or whatever, mm-hmm. and somebody will just interpret it as, oh, sometimes you don't have attention. Hmm, that's like me. I think I have a little bit of ADHD too. That's not how mm-hmm. it fucking works. Yeah. Your brain is either wired that way or it isn't. Well, yeah, they can't fathom it. They don't understand. Right? They don't have it. That, you yeah. know what it means? It basically mm-hmm. just means that like 20,000 years ago, somebody like me would have thrived as a part of the hunters who went out on the excursions to take down the big game and bring it back to like the group, mm-hmm. right? Somebody who needed the stimulation, who needed to think on his feet, adapt, overcome, roll with the punches. And when I'm in settings like that, I'm, I thrive. Mm-hmm. I don't find myself But is that depressed. ADHD or is that just your, you yourself? Sorry? Is that the ADHD or is that you yourself it's, thriving I think in it's certain a con- situations? Look at it. ADHD is not a mental illness. It is the way that my brain is no, 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 wired. It's I the know, way that I know. Chris's brain is wired. I know, wired. but you're saying you excel in certain situations. Yeah, so I, people no, with ADHD, yeah, they, for sure. they tend to be grouped in, in right. activities because they're, they, they thrive at the same types of activities. Right. Right? So right. if you were living a life that yeah. was fully engulfed in the activities that you thrive in, people with ADHD wouldn't look at it as a barrier or as a... As something they have to deal with, it would they would just be living. They would, you know, think about. There's probably millions of people with ADHD in this world today that live an interactive life and, and don't have any issues, and so they never ever have to go to a doctor to get diagnosed, to get pills, to assimilate to this unnatural system that we live in. Right. So now right? going to the doctor and getting those pers- like you both experienced that. Now you're both off of it. Yeah. So for both of you, what was the reason that you took yourself off it? Oh, because um, <laughs> it was just like it was too good. Like it felt way, it felt way too good. Like it was, it was scary how how nice it felt. It felt like a like a real drug I was taking. I was like, whoa, like this is like erasing all my problems. And then I'm like, wait a minute, 
that can't be right. How am I supposed to deal with my problems that are still going to exist when I'm off the drug? Right. Mm-hmm. By just taking this. Drug. So you it's saw it as like a. It was like a band aid. It's like a band aid, exactly. That you and could like, just keep taking. Well, that's not going to do me any good. I've had that experience before, and it didn't work out too great for me. Right. So. I got to get off and I got to figure out my shit. I, I truly believe anyone in this world can figure out this shit regardless of their ADHD, regardless of their depression. I just think you got to take the right steps and like you got to be real with yourself. Like, yeah, real with myself. It starts right. with self-reflection. Gotta, self-awareness. Gotta be, like right. real with myself right now. I'm not doing the right things to make myself happy. Yeah. I know the right steps, but it's just tough to take it. Yeah. yeah. And it's I hard. Think to get, I, that's I, the hardest part about ADHD is getting I, started. Yeah. I think I'll, yeah. I, I know I'll get there, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's a tough road and it's, it's all on me. I don't blame anyone else for my situation. I only blame myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one, no one else is to blame. No mental illness. No nothing. It's just me. And I think that's how everyone should view life. And I think people are victimizing themselves. Okay, too but you got to be careful when right. you say things like that because at the end of the day, we're all infinitely different, and we all see the world differently. So you, you can't really go out and say the world should see the everybody should see the world the way I do. No, I know. That's, that's, you know what? I, I'd yeah, agree with you good, if he didn't good. have ADHD and if he wasn't ever medicated. For him to say that. He's qualified to say that. Me, someone that's not I know, diagnosed I was, with it. I was also I'm, diagnosed with it on the drugs and I'm qualified to say right. it too. And I'm telling you, no, that I, know. I don't think that's a good idea. Like a good way to look at the world. But everybody should look at the world the way I do. Because at the end of the day, I'm none of te- us know anything. We all, none of us know anything. No, we know. I think we know based saying, on what our experiences saying, were. If you don't, but everyone has multiple. I'm just saying, if you don't do shit about your situation, you're the problem. Other oh, than getting, yeah. other than getting that's, medicated, that's self awareness. That's that's yeah. exactly yeah. You're right. It's self awareness, and right. I agree with that. You you need to. That's the biggest thing. When I was in therapy with the but, ADHD, that was what we worked on. Was so we we called it the monkey on the back, and then we used the thing called metacognition, which is the voice inside of the voice inside of your head. Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. when the voice inside of your head starts, you know. No, I can't be bothered yeah. or whatever. Then the voice and, inside of the voice and, inside of your head holds it responsible. Be like, why? Enough. It's then, time to go. Yeah, that's got, the best. You, I learned that in therapy too. Yeah. You got to so remember good. that we do have a condition. We're not normal. We have a condition and that's why our lives can, you can say it's a little bit harder and we have to overcome that. And at this end of the day, no one else is going to do that for you. So like you... I still, I still think everyone should have that worldview of get out of the shit yourself. No one else is to blame. It's just on you. You gotta, because like, what, you can't just rely on someone else your entire life. No, you're. I completely you know agree I mean? with that. But I mean, I think it's a little, it's a little I, I, absolute to phrase it that way. I, I think. Really what, I think what Matt's trying to also say is, yeah, you're a victim of ADHD. But then what Chris is saying is, okay, I'm a, okay you're a victim I'm of a it victim. now. But now the next step of it. It, the next step is don't victimize yourself further exactly. by not doing the proper things I, to improve I agree. yourself. I agree, but exactly. verbiage matters, man. Verbiage matters. The way you say something, it, it matters. It does. That, yes, but everybody things, right? will always, regardless of what you say. What you say, for example, let's go back about the fart conversation. I have said multiple times, I will not break up with someone. This and that, blah blah blah. Right. You take it the way you still take it, anyways. It's a running so joke of the show. Anyways, I'm not serious okay. about it. Okay, well, thank you for being clear about that, but. I'm saying regardless of what you're saying, whether it's in a good tone, whether it's an aggressive tone, whether it's in a sad tone, with any topic, people will pick it the way oh, they perceive things anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I do understand. That's why verbiage matters. What, yes, but you're not responsible always with no, what you're people not, think I agree. Say. I, Look, I get it. I get it. I get it. I 100% agree. I, I think when you're looking at something like that, yeah, Chris, you're, you're basically taking a more, I want to say, apathetic approach to, tough love. 
Tough love. Tough love. Exactly. Let me finish. Apathetic. Oh, you, got, you got problems? Fix them. Apathetic care. approach you know, to. Not my problem. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, you got problems. Fix them. You're not gonna fix them. No one's gonna fix them for you. And that's the end of the day. You got a condition. That's your condition. No one else's mm-hmm. condition. Fix it. I have um I had this question that popped into my head. This is like probably when we were talking about kids, like tablets. What is something that you guys would definitely pass down to your kids? Something I'd pass down to my kids? Mm-hmm. Like, and won't pass down to your like, kids. Like a family heirloom type of thing or just like anything. anything. Whether it's like holiday tradition, whether oh. it's yeah, a piece of clothing, whether it's um, to teach them something, like a lesson or like how to raise them. What would you guys mm. pass down? When you talk to an adult, especially as a child... Talk to them with respect, even if you don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. They've lived a way longer life than you. They know a lot more than you do. They've, they've forgotten more than you know. Mm. So treat people with dignity and respect, especially if they're older, and listen to what they have to say. You don't have to agree with it, mm-hmm. but there's always something that you can take away from what someone says. Mm-hmm. There's my, always something. Mine so. is uh, let your kids do dumb shit all the time, oh, yeah. especially mm-hmm. when they're young. Have, let them have fun, let them skateboard, let them do all that, all that crazy shit because then they're going to learn the type of person they are because I know a lot of people who their parents, you know, they didn't let them like drink alcohol when they were teenagers, all blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. once they, they got out of, you know, mother's nest, now they're they in university crazy. and they go fucking insane. Over, t- over the top. They go over the top, yeah. right? So it's like you got to let, like, like, um, you can regulate it, you know, you can let your kids have drink in your house. And like, I think that's a great thing to do, honestly, especially for our type of society, they're Mm going to be exposed to it eventually might as well learn your tolerance now in Mm -hmm. terms of alcohol. And then you'll, you'll be able to respect it once you're older. You Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's kind of my, my experience. And I thought it worked out great for me. Mm -hmm. I never got totally fucking. You you grew up, you now have like more of a responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My parents let me, you know, my parents let me go out with the, with my friends, you know, go bike riding across across the city, or sorry, town, <laughs> or or go skateboarding or whatever. And it's like, you know, I fell, I scraped my knees, like I, I broke bones and stuff. I but I learned so much, mm-hmm. I learned yeah. so much out of those experiences. And now people want to shelter their kids so much. Yeah. Come on, like you can't do that. Once they get into the real world, they're fucked. They say when your kid like falls and hits their knee. And you know how you've seen parents like immediately rush to the kid and be like, are you okay? Are you okay? You are already creating, I forget how it was explained, but you basically create in their heads what happened was really bad and they have to react. They're they're reacting to your emotions. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, if your kid falls and hits themselves, whatever, obviously naturally you're going to be like, oh my God, I hope they was okay. But you go to the approach of, how are you feeling? Or like just simply like, Oh, you fell again. Do it, do yeah, my dad like, did for your fucking kid eats shit and go. <laughs> yeah, and then you get up and you brush yourself yeah. up. Like, that's funny, right? Yeah, that's exactly what my my dad. <laughs> that's if what you, you do. If you treat, yeah, they don't have an emotional response it, yeah, to it. Yeah. If you treat it as as an issue that's not that big, they're gonna be like, oh, okay, and like yeah. you know, they, literally they fall, scrape their knee, and you're like, oh. I remember being a kid. I remember like I, when I was a little kid, I used to obviously cry anytime I hurt myself or whatever. Of course. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting to a point where I would fall, I'd hurt myself, and I'm like, ah, oh, that hurt, but I, I don't yeah. need to cry. Yeah. And I look over at my dad, and he's like. <laughs> That and I'm like, fuck too, yeah, yeah, this is funny. Yeah. It's funny no. when it happens to other people, so it must be to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
No, those are good. Kid, those are good. Kids, kids are very reactive. They love to. Uh, they don't know they anything, copy. so they're looking at yeah, you for the yeah, answers. Yeah, they copy yeah. parents with anything. Yeah, they exactly. copy parents. So when they're when the parents freak out over little shit, they're like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." I yeah. think once they get into the real world, they're like, "Oh my god, why will, the fuck were my parents so crazy about that? That is nothing. That is so minuscule." I nope. will never forget when we were in high school. You know how like Saint um, Saint Max has um, Tim Hortons. Like yeah, in that plaza. Wendy's, yeah. So um, I remember when I was having lunch with my friends. I think I was in grade eleven, and we were at Tim's, and there was we were in line, and there was a mom and her daughter, and the mom was yelling at the cashier about like I can't remember exactly. Mm. It had to do with like a bagel toasted with whatever this and that. The mom was yelling. The lady behind cash, she was doing her job. And the kid starts freaking out like yeah. her mom. I'm like, oh my goodness. I wish you had the self-awareness right now of what you're teaching your daughter. Like, and that's when it, that's the, that was the moment where I started to really think about like, how do I want to raise my kids? Like yeah. it caught, it caught, it changed things for me yeah. at that moment. Yeah. My, my mom used to say something that's, that sticks with me to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, if any, if a kid ever does like something super shitty, and kids do shitty things, we've yeah. all been kids that done shitty things. Mm-hmm. When a kid does something super shitty, using the excuse "oh, they're just a kid" is not okay. My mom goes, "Just kids turn into just adults," and it happens very fast. Yeah. When you have a kid, it's not a pet, it's not a toy, it's not an accessory. Mm-hmm. That is a human being. That is a living, breathing, autonomous person, and you're fucking responsible mm-hmm. for raising them right. When they get to the point where they're able to make their own decisions, that is completely out of your hands. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be a parent, you got to do your best, give them the skills that, that you think are, are, are what they need, mm-hmm. and then you just got to let go and hope for the best. That sounds apathetic and it sounds crazy, but the reality is true. that's how it works. Yeah. Like we're the only animals that have a gestation period of fucking 18 years, right? Mm-hmm. Every other animal is fucking like... Lickety split. Yeah. Look at look at look at birds. Birds hang out for what eight weeks. Here I'll feed you. I'll literally like throw up in your mouth, and then your wings will get big and strong, and I'm literally gonna boot you out of the nest. Yeah. Right. Deer are born, and mom goes, "Stand up, we gotta run." And the deer's like, "Okay," <laughs> and yeah. that's it. And they yeah. fucking run from pumas three minutes after birth. Right. Mm-hmm. Horses too. They're born. They're like, "Look, I can stand." Literally born mm-hmm. on their feet. It's fucking Elephants crazy. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a scenario for you three. So if or when you either of you have kids. Um, say you go to your family doctor with your kid and your family doctor says your son, your daughter has ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, we can give medication at a young age. Let's say, I don't know, five to 10, whatever. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Be- mm-hmm. You two being on it, you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a young kid who got diagnosed at whatever, eight years old, 12, however young, under, under 20, let's say. Yeah, it's a tough call. Um, right. I'd say, do we have to go with drugs right now? Can we, like, is there any other alternative routes? Like, is there, like... I would go to a naturopath. Like, is there, you know... I know, I wouldn't even go farmer route. I wouldn't like, even worry like, about like, putting you, something in like, my child. No, I would, like... That's no, no, why I would go with a naturopath. I would, I would no, get no, it no. in their head. I would get it in the kid's head. You don't need drugs. You really don't right. need yeah. the drugs. Yeah. These drugs are not going to help you. You're going to help you. I'm going to get that in his head very early on. Mm-hmm. Or her right. head, sorry. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying you're, you're there to get drugs. I'm saying you went to a family doctor for a checkup. Yeah. You're, the kid shared some things, whatever, did the test, and... Diagnosed with I would, ADHD, I would, right? I, you know, I would, they I, brought it to you. I wouldn't treat it as a big issue as it is. I'd be like, oh, I have ADHD too. And then leave it at that. And no, I, I, yeah. I, would, I, would, I, I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't, make them fucking 
like think it's such a big issue. I'd just be like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. you got ADHD. A lot of people have it. It's not a big deal. Let's just move on with our life. And if you got problems, talk to me. The way I would I deal with it. Out. The way I would deal with it is having been somebody who struggled in school on subjects that I wasn't engaged properly in. Yeah, I would go not the drug route, but I would go okay. All right. ADHD, that's fine. I have it too. It's genetic. So the odds of a parent who has ADHD having a child that has ADHD is very high, mm-hmm. right? But I would go, okay, I'm going to look directly at their schoolwork now. I'm going to see, and the pattern is going to be there on the report cards. Where are you strong at? Obviously, we're going to leave that be. You don't really need any adjustment there. Where are you not strong at? Mm-hmm. If it's like, let's say it's math and science, right? You're not strong at math and science. You have poor grades in that. Then it's very clear that the whole lectern style of school on this specific subject isn't getting into you that way. So now I'm going to seek alternatives for getting that information into your brain. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in elementary school, the reality is the stuff you're learning is very baseline, generic. Everybody should know it. It's general knowledge. Mm -hmm. If you have ADHD or, you know, any other learning disability or whatever, and you're not taking in the information, the way it's being presented in school, which I'm sorry, it's not the way it should be taught. There's not a catch-all method to teach people. I'm going to look for alternative learning methods. And I think that that's enough. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that somebody with ADHD, I don't think there's anything wrong with those people. Yeah. What is wrong is having them integrate into a system that gives zero fucks about their learning style, gives mm-hmm. zero fucks, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't take in information that way. You said too, Natalie, you're a visual learner. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. If you're a visual learner, then we'll find a way to get you the same sure. information yeah. in a different way. Yeah. yeah. That's Which the has, only treatment that yeah. I think ADHD needs for children. I, so obviously I don't have ADHD, but after like hearing from you guys and you and I have had multiple conversations, multiples, like especially for me to like understand all these different things. So definitely would look into their educational system to support them, to make sure that they're, you know, learning and such because I'm into health and wellness. I wouldn't really necessarily give them medication. But why I mentioned naturopath is that, so I know somebody, when I used to work with her, her son has ADHD. And so omegas are excellent when it comes to brain health in general. There's magnesium. So all these different things to help with like stress. Because you mentioned you have high anxiety sometimes. It would help with that too. So anything that would just naturally, it's not like you're enhancing it. It's just for their immune health. These different things I would slowly integrate my kids will be taking like probiotics all these different things but i wouldn't um again like like you said not make it don't make just, it a big just deal. make it's normal like it's, it's not a big deal like i don't treat it as a big deal in my life like yeah. i know i have it but it's like okay i have it i might as well go on with my day and figure it out myself as i always do mm-hmm. well, don't you think and, it's worse that it, it, on a day-to-day scenario that when your kid is struggling with something or someone's struggling with something in general if they're now the first thought in their head is I'm struggling because I have ADHD. Exactly. Because exactly. I have ADHD. Like it that's back, that's worse than it's way worse. I mean it goes some, right back some to, people say yeah. ignorance is bliss. I'm not awareness yeah. is good, mm. but in a situation like that where now it's that victimizing like, thing. It right? does, Think about it's, it like it it's does blaming. Play, it Think does. about it like this. I going through elementary school, um, I got straight A's and and at high school, straight A's, I was a fucking honor student, did great. Mm-hmm. And I got diagnosed um at um grade 12 of high school Mm -hmm. and then that's when i found out my grades dropped Mm -hmm. my grades dropped because i found out okay but see see, you were diagnosed in grade 12 but you didn't acquire in grade 12 i had no idea i had adhd till grade 12 see everyone's different some people their grades gonna get in their head and some people it won't everyone's different in that sense but i don't know like well 
who knows? But Dude, it's all psychological no, at that I point. I thought I was just a normal ass kid going throughout my whole life, getting good grades, you know, doing well. Right. No one ever said I had a, any learning disabilities or anything. But then once they told me that, I was like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Then my grades started to you go down that victimizing yeah. route. Exactly. And that's the issue. There's, that was the right. issue. Do you guys know? And I struggled in university as well. Do you guys well, know sorry. the motivational speaker, Jim Quick? No, I don't. He's like a brain, you know him? Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's so good. He went through, so not ADHD, but he had head trauma, severe head trauma. And teachers, at a young age, right? Yeah. And yeah. The, what was it? Like the teachers told him like he's going to be dumb forever. Yeah. Like he's not going to go far in life. Yeah. And he believed that for so long. He created the vin- yeah, victim mentality, but then he realized, okay, I see what I'm doing to myself. And then he started changing the scenario. He started to not believe that. He started to, you know, he got better. Right. I, again, like I said, I don't have ADHD, but this is my only way of able to um, relate, like, be able to have empathy, like, you know, to understand you guys. So when I was found, when they told me I had like a learning disability, I myself, I remember mm-hmm. I went through the programs in, in elementary school. Then I was in them in high school. And because I wasn't in them in high school anymore, I was like, oh, I don't have a learning disability anymore. And I, my grades changed. Right. So I think yeah. it is you in a way. Bro- you're brainwashing yourself into believing that something's wrong with you. Yeah. When because it's not wrong. It's what, you having just, what do you think, Matt? Oh, listen, I, I'm going to say it again, being somebody with ADHD, if you have ADHD, yeah, Chris, you're right. The word is right. It's a condition. It's not a disability. I think that as humans, we evolved having some of us with ADHD. I also think that it needs to be understood that being a person with ADHD doesn't make you the exact same as everybody else with ADHD. We are, we are in infinitesimally different right. the same way you are your own person and you have ADHD I am my own person and I have ADHD so you mentioned that you were an honor roll student going all the way through school yeah I have and, and so you said oh it's a you know if you tell yourself your grades dropped that was your experience very fair I am conversely the opposite side I struggled in school because of the ADHD and nobody cared to look and deal with the situation. I didn't need drugs when I was a kid. I didn't need anything. But what I did need was for my math teacher to stop lecturing at me and calling me dumb and saying, oh, you're selling yourself short. You're better than this. I see it in all your other stuff. What the hell's the matter with you? Planting those seeds. Now I'm sitting there thinking, I'm fucked up. Something is wrong. And then you mm-hmm. give up on yourself. I remember being mm-hmm. in high school when I was no longer able to qualify for the academic stream and go to the applied, applied. stream, yeah. I annihilated myself. I'm like, you fucking worthless idiot. And I gave up on all my hopes and all that stuff because I wasn't getting the help I needed in school. Yeah, yeah you know what? Don't treat it like it's a, it's a disability. I agree. Don't treat it like oh, all your problems are because of ADHD. However, ADHD does co- it affects your, it affects a lot of things. Mm-hmm. ADHD sure, sure. is huge for impulse control and impulse control is directly associated in two key elements of adult life, personal finances and relationships, not just romantic, but like inter every interpersonal relationship. ADHD significantly affects it, whether you want to say it, it does or not. So what you need is metacognition. What you need is self-awareness, the ability to look inward. And in order to develop that, you need coaching. So you need your parents on your side. You need your teachers on your side. And if you don't have that, then fine, therapy's there. But you need to go and see a therapist that has an expiration date. That's what a therapist gonna... that says, I'm going to see you X amount of times. And after that, you need to try this on your own. That's when you mentioned the question, if like we had kids and we found out that they have ADHD, what would you do? 
that would be another route that I would take to is find therapy for them because you mentioned like again the cognition way of thinking yeah. or just anxiety all these different things to give them the tools yeah because I can't like they're, they're you're human you're gonna be living for a very 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 long time going through different kinds of situations in life your different jobs going to school relationships finances your health everything etc I was what I meant to say that would be super beneficial for sure. That's what it's another thing I would definitely do. Um, yeah, that's basically just all I wanted to say. I, I think what me and Chris are agreeing on is you said, um, like you do like compulsive purchasing in terms of finance. Like, no, not I'm not compulsive purchasing. Just poor financial, just you know. I so don't. Very, it's it's um, more than compulsive purchasing because I don't sit there no, and be no, like, oh, I want to fill myself with the instant reward. Let me buy something. No, no, no like, but, but an example. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't no, know. Let, let I wouldn't. Make, let me make a piece. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm asking. Is that like that? No, like, I don't have an issue with compulsive spending. But you but said financial. What, what did you mean by I'm that? I'm talking about long game management. Long game management. So like financial planning. Like terrible at it. I yeah, personally I am, and a lot of people I know with ADHD can confirm exactly. Um, and then when it comes to relationships, you know, there's sort of like a lack of empathy when you have ADHD because dopamine is one of the hormones that's released, especially when you're in, in an empathetic state. Mm-hmm. Our brains don't absorb. That is literally the physiological definition of ADHD. The human, the human brain absorbing far lower levels of dopamine. That is, that is ADHD mm-hmm. summed up physiologically. Like that's what's physically happening right. to the body. Okay. Right? So when that happens, Right? Especially in a relationship where you need intimacy, you need communication, you need all that, and you don't have the motivation to do that because your brain isn't absorbing oh, dopamine. Your relationships go down, right? I can imagine how you, hard that you is. You get asshole tendencies in conversations. You tend to steamroll people, right? Because you just talking. It's not over that you don't maybe? care what they what they want to say. It's just your brain moving so fast that you need to get your fucking point out first, you know, yeah. and then. When they're talking, you're like, okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I'm already at the end of it. I got where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. And that's sort of how it works. And then that ruins relationships. Right. But now what we're saying is working on that. So you're aware of it. That's something that you're aware of or maybe people aren't. Yeah. Let's say you have that awareness now, right? Yeah. So going forward, like Chris was saying, taking the next step, are are people going to work on those things or... Are they going to keep continuing what they're doing mm-hmm. and then say, oh, well, I'm like that because, because I have ADHD. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and you're maybe, I'm not saying you're doing it more because you're, because that's like, that's how you're diagnosed, but it's also in your head that it's okay. Yeah. Right. I was right. So, I, and, and it's I not get, okay. I get what like, you mean. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I get what so you mean. Not, it, I was so much better off not knowing. Way better off not knowing. That's you. That's personal. yeah. And I'm, again, yeah. I'm conversely different. Conversely, how, different. how has it helped you? My life has significantly improved since finding it out because mm-hmm. now I can recognize patterns that I default to. And I've noticed that the I go, in you. whoa, 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 whoa. There we go. That's that's an ADHD behavior that stops right now, right? right. And then so I keep myself in check, mm-hmm. right? And then as a result, I have become. I've been told this by many people. More empathetic. More understanding. You're more present, clear, and you're think, more present. Yeah, exactly. you're more present. Right. You're yeah, more, yeah. You know, it's the, the awareness. Big right. Awareness you, is yeah. the key ingredient in it, yeah, and for then sure. you, so you you can't just be like, oh, I'm just you know. I personally think right, and again, you're totally entitled to your opinion on this, Chris. But I personally think that it's not something you can just be like, it's not a big deal because it is, and it does affect your life forever. It can if you leave it untreated, undiagnosed. You're unaware of it, and then you're unaware of certain behaviors and patterns that are caused by it because there is a physiological thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. 
right? Then you're setting yourself up for failure because now when you go and do the things that are problematic, you will never go, I can change that. You'll just be like, huh, that's just the way I am. Fucking suck it. And then you're just a dick. Fuck you, right? Mm-hmm. Lack of self-awareness? Go fuck yourself. Look in the but, mirror. But, but, that's, you know, and, but, the, but the, even that being aware... Come, that also I, comes be, down to the person, though. 100%. Exactly. That, that's that it's person. It's a case-by-case case like, yeah. Someone like, can yeah. react to that even w- being aware that they have ADHD. Exactly. And say, oh, well, this is how I am. Suck it. Like exactly. you just said, right? It's yeah. like... It comes down to the person because right. if... Um, if I'm going out and doing doing the shitty stuff and I'm not, I don't know I have ADHD, I'm still doing the shitty stuff knowing I'm doing shitty stuff. If you're a fucking sane person. You okay, know well, mean? that's a bit harsh because I didn't know that, that, that ADHD <laughs> tendencies were ADHD tendencies. I didn't know they were harmful. I was completely, I had zero self-awareness. So I was doing shitty things to people and I was just like completely unaware that I was doing shitty things to people. And then people were having a hard time conveying it to me because I wasn't receptive to it. Right. So it, it you know, you, well, can, you can say what you want about it. You know? Everyone's different. situations are different. Yeah, so, but that's what I mean. You can't really generalize it all, you know. No, for sure. I, some people believe ignorance is bliss. But some people are going to say the awareness is better and whatever, right? If you're an yeah. adult person, and this is outside of ADHD, I think anybody, regardless of what, what you deal with, what you live with, any adult person who lacks self-awareness, mm-hmm. self-awareness is not a difficult thing to do. Self-awareness is literally looking inward at yourself. Well, that's the thing. It could be difficult for those who are pointing fingers and not realizing three of their own are pointing back at them. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. So it can be difficult. It can be difficult-ish, but it really comes with knowing that you are a part of the universe, not the universe revolves around you. Mm -hmm. Oh, trust me. People think that, and it's called narcissistic people. Narciss- they don't look, look within. Yeah, e- egotistical people right yeah. there there are people with se- like real life narcissism and like soci- sociopathy yeah they right? don't and again they but that's a physiological like thing in their brain right like we talked about this in the show before as well like the serial killer gene like that's a gene in your like your body yeah. you're physically designed to be like this yeah. a real life narcissist Do you think someone's born like that a re- narcissists a re- aren't born into no 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 no, 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 no. Let, let, real- let's go let's go to another do you think people are like someone that's uh, what did you say? A serial killer? You said psychopath or sociopath? Yeah, socio- sociopathy and psychopathy. Okay, right. So you think someone out of the womb, my, forgetting about their environment, how they're raised, is born like that? I was told, yes. yeah. Sociopathy, yeah, you're mm-hmm. born that way. Yeah. So is it possible that it's not in your genes and that the person that just gave birth to you or the husband, whatever? is now that's going to be your environment and it's going to mold you to be like that because they were. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. Mm. I think, people, I think yeah. there's a role for sociopaths in our society. They're very common. They're all over the place. And sociopathy is one of those things that people can function in regular society. What is the difference between the two? A sociopath? And a sociopath. A sociopath has a severe lack of, a, of emotional capability. And what's right. the other so Psychopaths? Is that the word? Psych- psychopathy. Psych- psych- psychopaths and sociopaths. Oh, okay. Sorry, because you used a different word that I've never heard when you were saying. A psychopath person. deals okay. with psychopathy. Oh, a sociopath Jamie. deals with sociopathy. <laughs> so, Chris, I saw you. You were like, like, what? Do, what do you? What's your opinion on that? Do you think? I think some things are I, genetic. I, some things are environment. I think it's a bit of both, but I think it's more environment than genetic. Okay. I think anyone can thrive in a good, loving household. 
right. even if you're a psychopath or a sociopath, you can th- just as you said. Yeah, people. But didn't live, they, Bundy they live, grow up in live. a really happy household? Who? And he, Bundy, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Didn't um, he grow up in a really happy household? And I look what no, he did. I have no idea. That's what's the thing. Let's say let's say, your par- let's say your parents were psychopath murderers, right? Then mm-hmm. they gave you away. You were adopted. You grew up in a beautiful, loving home. Yeah. Is that is that kid now going to be? born nah no not every kid nope. maybe some and if raised it's and turn into a psychopath like their parents that they never met and I, never experienced i don't think so i, I, I think disagree. i think there's 50 50 it's if they have the gene then yes if not then no a fire needs three ingredients to burn okay you need a sort <laughs> l- listen you don't laugh it off a source of heat a source of fuel and oxygen when the three ingredients are there, right. fire can happen. Right. Same thing with a sociopath. Right. When the genetics are there, for sure. Then, then you can have a situation happen to them in life that boom knocks them over the edge. It like, activates it, and now they're they're full blown sociopath. It's the same thing with like cancer cells. Everybody has cancer cells. Everyone has cancer cells, but your environment now is going to activate or right. Bingo. Okay. So, but that's what I'm saying. So yeah, let's say, well. Everyone could have a little bit of sociopath in them, deep, deep, fucking down, very small percentage. Could you say yes or no? Yeah. Based on based on human nature and our past, I wouldn't and call it. I wouldn't I don't call think so. it that. I would just say that every single human being has natural feelings of anger, right. all these different things. But right. I wouldn't call it yeah, that. So that's that's extreme. extreme. Sociopaths aren't walking around angry. They yeah. lack emotion, emotion. including and anger. So, yeah, yeah. So okay. that's the thing. No, you because if you're when you're a human being, you have emotion. So, so I wouldn't say sociopaths tend to get into things that are sadistic because they lack the ability to feel emotions yeah. and. And register you feeling emotions. That's why mm-hmm. you see, like, look at reality is the most powerful people in the world, and this has always been the case, the leader of the pack mm-hmm. for human history. Mm-hmm. If you look at historical figures and stuff and you put them up against the sociopath pro- profile, yeah, you will find the CEOs of the largest companies in the world. Yeah, they say they government are. Government leaders, yeah. The, yeah. the leaders of banks, the people who have no problem fucking you up. With zero remorse. Mm. That is a sociopath. Mm. And those are the people who lead our packs. Yeah. Right? And so if we go back to ancient humans, there was a role for the sociopath. There was a genetic for uh, sure. mandate for somebody for sure. who was capable of zero emotion, for sure. ruthless leadership. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there is a genetic role in it. And so, no, not everybody's going to be like that. Look at like um, things like the Holocaust, for instance. Right, like utter mm-hmm. just horrid conditions. People put at the highest level of stressors that they could be in, and one of two things happen: you either just kind of roll with it until one day, you know, some it changes, or you're that person that turns into the monster. Yeah. Right. So all of the Nazis walking around in those death camps, they were sociopaths. They were then conditioned by the Nazi Party, mm-hmm. and then they were put there in the camps with guns to control it, and they had no remorse, mm-hmm. no problem executing on an industrial scale an entire race of people even just people like even on the streets during that time it was all survival but still like you would either you had those people that helped others out or they would go kill and they would steal and do all these different things it right. opened up a lot of different so the people who them. were capable of doing these horrible things yeah are likely people with this sociopathic psychopathic gene in them the mm-hmm. people who even after all those stressors still do not resort to inflicting suffering on other people, they do not have it. They don't. They don't have it. They still. They just. They live. Their existence is right. within the emotional sphere. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. For sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Definitely. 
Because your opinion is you think it's a. I if you're going to lean more to one side, 60 40, let's say you think it's oh, a bit yeah. more environment, environment than for sure. Yeah. I would say that would be it's more fusion, for a narcissist, though, because a narcissist isn't born with those that gene it's their environment and at the end of the day it's also how they cope with their environment that's why if you have parents sure the kid that you that they have can either be a narcissist or deal with ptsd but a narcissist narcissism is a it's a legitimate like mental disorder yeah where there's like there's a chemical imbalance in the brain but it was influenced due to environment oh fair enough due to yeah that's more of an environment so you're not born with it it's something that develops over time if right. you don't do something about it. If you keep like whatever happened in your life, if you just became a victim out of it, like you created that identity and then, you know, you lead your life and you stay that way. And that's why those people going back to the conversation, what was it about? Like self-awareness. Those are the hard, one of the hardest people to ever look within for self-awareness because they don't they just point their fingers at everybody and they make it about them only Mm -hmm. they don't have empathy or hardly any empathy they definitely have empathy because they clearly have it for themselves but it's not even genuine it's like it's selfishness it's not even like self-love it's just pure selfish type of it's not genuine i think look at the end of the day when it comes to emotions first of all life is not emotion Uh, our entire world it seems it never used to be like this. Our entire world seems to be revolved around how do you feel? At the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Nature doesn't give a rat's ass about how you feel. Yeah. Um, and now we're stuck in this sort of loop of anytime someone does something bad, particularly like you see TikToks about all the time in the dating sphere, like if a girl is wronged by a guy, so easily, so willing. Oh, he was a narcissist. Zero throw that word out way. But there's zero personal accountability. There's zero. You know what I mean? So I don't like the word narcissist. And I think people who are actual narcissists, Mm -hmm. I I don't even want to give another word for it. At this point, I'm just going to say the same thing that applies to everybody else. People with ADHD, people who are neurotypical, everybody. Mm -hmm. Self-awareness. You need to fucking look at how you are and how you treat people. If you start to go and be self-aware and notice, hey, wait a minute. I feel like I'm not making any headway or whatever. All right. You might have something going on physiologically. You need to go and talk to a doctor, mm-hmm. right? Now you're going to need extra help to keep this journey going. But it's you have to start with something is wrong with me. I need to fix some things. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, when you when you were aware yeah. of when you got off that medication and those next steps, um, during or after, did you ever go seek help from therapist or no, anything like that? I'm a little controversial, but I don't believe in therapy, okay. to be honest with you. Okay. Because even as a little kid... When right. my parents got divorced, they had us all go speak to like uh, like therapists, right? You know, to make sure we're all good. Yeah. I was the only one out of all, like even like my stepsisters, I was the only one who said, "No, fuck this, this is stupid." Like at a young age, but you went, you experienced it. I had I had one session. Okay, I had How one, old was, one session. Yeah, and I was like, "This is fucking dumb. Why are we doing this?" Like, How old were you? Like, uh, eight or nine. Right. Okay. So I at an early age, I was like, "This is stupid. They're not going to help me." You, you know what? You and I, I think, share. I, I, I think I, I was, I went around nine or ten, and I had a bad experience. So I think you and me relate to that. Yeah. But now it's, I kind of have a, a sour taste in my mouth about it. Yeah. So not that I don't believe in it, but I'm with you. Like I don't. Like, I just. It's not the first place you or I are gonna go. Yeah. Right. They're, they're not gonna help me. I'm gonna help me. Like maybe they can help right. me see. 
right. my problems, but like yeah, that's what they're good for. They're I know good my for putting problems. the mirror in front of you. I think I know my problems pretty well. I think right. I'm pretty self-aware. But it's about of more of how to solve those problems because what are the solutions? It, See, but that's where I got a line. I know the solutions mm-hmm. too. I, right. Like but I, I, do you think that say you have these problems <laughs> and you're going through them over and over and over again, and you're trying your best, you're looking inwards, you're trying to see where you're doing wrong, where you made a mistake again, what lessons can you pick up, what where can you do things a little bit differently with the right therapist that connects with you, that resonates with you when it comes to even how they say things. They may teach you something like a new tool or a new way of thinking that you've never seen before. Yes, it's your responsibility to take on that tool. It's your responsibility to do the work. Therapy, it's not that the therapist is doing the work for you. I'm, by the way, I had my first session today again. That's why I was a little late. But what I'm saying when it comes to therapy yes you have to also go through a few to find the right one for you but don't you think maybe that therapy is just simply there that they give you these tools it's like having a doctor for physical health whether it's Mm. like medical whether it's a naturopathic doctor you have a dentist you have someone that even cuts your hair you have someone that checks your oil you have a foot doctor you have a chiropractor what about the mind I've heard so many people say that. Yeah. Like that line. That like line. That like same. Yeah. You take the mind in every single area of your life for the rest of your life in every single millisecond. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Is that something that you heard your therapist say or is that something? I came up with and came with the realization of. Okay. Because I've heard that multiple times and I'm wondering if it's something... That's being therapists pushed. are yeah. saying yeah. not to no. sound dark, yeah. but I wonder if it's, I've been wondering if it's something therapists are saying to their patients to make them to glorify like everyone, like everybody should go see a therapist. No, no, not at all. Like this is what I came Bingo. up with. Maybe right. it's just, it's at the time where a lot of people awoke to that idea. Cause mm-hmm. that happens sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that was my complete, my own realization because then I took a break I was doing my yoga certification so I was going to do like kind of like on my own and while over this stuff I just realized that there was something that recently triggered me and thank goodness for that because I believe to be honest triggers are a good thing even though they're not a great experience but when you feel triggered in a situation it's really a great opportunity for you to look within because that wound surfaced up And you're able then to look within, but ask questions of it. Why am I feeling this way? And go a little bit deeper. And I realized it's something I still haven't been able to fully work on. Like when it comes to any issues, it's not about ripping the band-aids off entirely because that's going to mess you up more. It's about like the onion, slightly peeling it off one at a time. Look, some people have different approaches. I I see therapy somewhere in the middle between both or everybody hears opinion, mm-hmm. right? You two are kind of like, fuck therapy. You're like, let's go to therapy and peel it back layer by layer. Look, a therapist in my books is a doctor, like you said, mm-hmm. right? You have you have the foot doctor, you got the ass doctor, you got the eye doctor, you got the ear doctor, you got all these doctors. And when something's wrong with any of these things, you go to the doctor and guess what? You want to go as little as possible to see this doctor. Be like, this is the problem. Let's fix it. The doctor's like, all right, here's what we'll do. We need to do surgery. We need to put you on antibiotics, whatever. Here's a course of treatment. It has an expiration date. Done. On your own. Live your life. A therapist should be the exact same way. Well, that was my first. That's what my first therapist said. She's like, my success. Like She's like, my goal is that you don't need many sessions. 
Yeah. It's to get to the point. So exactly. a good therapist would understand that. Yeah. And a good therapist will also make that clear because that's the goal is to help you cope or heal yeah. and all that sort of things. My therapist, what I really liked about her, this was my first session today. She's like, so I asked her, like, so how do you charge? Like, what are your steps? She's like, you come to me when you want to come back to me. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I love that. Because mm-hmm. with my previous therapist, it's normal. This is like for a lot of therapists, you book like every Tuesday or whatever, right? But then that week would roll by and I'm like, nothing happened that week that made me think about something, nothing like that. But then the day after something happened, I have to wait another full week. With her, it's like, you come to me when you need you know, to come to me. Maybe it's fucked up. Maybe it's fucked up that I think this, but I'm just like, that is the greatest manipulation tactic of all time to get See, you to come and that's, back. That's my point. Cause like, cause exactly. now, cause it, now, cause yeah. now what's going to happen is you're going to start feeling not good. You're going to, maybe you'll feel sad and like, maybe you'll be really sad. And you're like, and you have to rely on it. Like therapy time. It's not well, a rely. It's not relying. Guys, I think maybe it's just how, remember how you said 20 years ago or so when it came to mental health, people were looking at it as a really bad thing. Maybe that's the same thing when it comes to therapy. People are just looking at it in that lens no 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 i because i believe in therapy i Mm. went to it i believe in it i listen i'm draw the line at 10 sessions right Mm -hmm. i have a problem i go to the doctor i fix the problem done that's Mm -hmm. it our transaction is fucking done Mm -hmm. i understand your business relies on me not being okay but guess what Humans have been human beings for 800,000 years. Mm-hmm. Therapies only existed since Sigmund Freud in like fucking 1912 or whatever the fuck year it was, mm-hmm. right? It's incredibly new. And we are an incredibly tough species. We are very resilient and capable of dealing with our fucking shit. Mm-hmm. We have got Without to therapists. get over it, mm-hmm. right? I've- when you have a serious problem, and believe me, there are serious issues that you need to work with professionals to get through. Mm-hmm. Once you attack that shit the moment you've talked about it done it's time to move on you've been given the tools by the therapist use them Mm -hmm. put up and shut up we are tough every single person you are Mm -hmm. part of a very resilient adaptive species we're fucking beasts we are good at what we do start believing in our fucking species that's what we need to do I think Mm -hmm. that when it comes to, to therapy it's like okay you are going out of your own way to go see a therapist. So you already know something's wrong, right? Mm. You know that there is something wrong with yourself. You're not feeling sad. And I think it's like, okay, why do you need a therapist? You know, something's wrong now. Mm-hmm. What you, you know why you're sad. I think everyone knows why they're sad. And I think mm-hmm. everyone knows that they can be doing something different to make mm-hmm. themselves not sad. Sometimes so, it's okay to be sad though. Exactly. No, it, it is. No, it exactly. Is, but, but I think what Chris I is getting to I'm is, is your therapist going to fix your problems or are you going to fix it? Therapist's not going to fix it. She's going to tell you shit you already know you should be doing. And then like once you hear someone reciprocating what you need to hear, you love it. And you're like, oh my God, I need to hear more of someone yeah, telling you my get, own it's problems. Echo, echo chamber. You already know what's wrong with you. Go fix it. And if you're not going to fix it, that's on you. And that just goes back to but that's what i'm saying me going to therapy i'm not expecting my therapist to fix me that's my responsibility absolutely the things that she's teaching me or new tools it's really about changing what's in your subconscious mind we think we're living consciously but we're living in our subconscious mind and everything that's stored in your subconscious mind bit by bit can be replaced and chipped away and bit by bit can be replaced with different types of beliefs we are run by our subconscious mind not consciously you don't know exactly what's in your subconscious mind and they will surface up like blind spots and once they show up you're like okay now I could see but with her 
I don't think her saying to me that you can come to me is in any form of manipulation because she's giving me that space for me to work on myself mm. and for me to rely on myself, for me to do the work. That's what I really liked about that approach. I'm not going being like, she, like she's she's my responsibility of like her healing my wound. It is me. I think it's the approach of every single person that goes to therapy. They have to have that approach that it's their own responsibility mm. of healing their wound. Absolutely. And I don't want someone to be listening to this podcast, this episode, and being like, now I feel judged that I'm going to be going to therapy. No, it's not about I, that. I, I don't think we're saying, oh, don't go to therapy. I'm not, go, no, go I'm to not therapy, saying, if, you, if you therapy know? works for you, Go to mm-hmm. therapy. Like if it's a, if it's genuinely helping you, do yeah. it because that's something right. that's helping you. But be sure. aware. My personal belief is just, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it's gonna help me. Um, I don't think it's gonna help some other people too. Maybe some I think some other people have the same philosophy as me. But in your right. case, if it's helping you, go. I'm not gonna tell you not to do it. I'm gonna I, tell you it's a waste of time. Yeah. I think you I know? think I the good if... part about discussing this in a group like this and on this pro- this this medium this platform. Mm-hmm. Is the discussion yeah. is to hear these different uh, takes we'll have on different opinions on exactly this. Yeah. you take you get these different takes on it and then so if somebody's sitting there listening they might not know what the fuck position to take or they might be they might be on the fence about different things mm-hmm. you hear people's perspectives on it then you can kind of make up your own mind and that's you're right you need to do that that's I, what we're here for we're not here to brainwash anybody or mm-hmm. tell anybody this no, is matter of fact not. Yeah, anything no. you take from this show is just you know. It's just people's perspectives. Yeah, I'm just explaining. And then yeah, if you if you're not aware or you haven't thought about things a little bit as deeply, I guess, as yeah. a lot of us have that come on this show, you know, that's your cue to fucking start thinking about it and think about it in your own light. Don't go looking for podcast after podcast after podcast and social media posts after yeah. so because then mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're not developing jack shit on your own. You're just taking in constant information from all these other people who've done the thinking for you, and then you're going, what's the common denominator here? What's the loudest narrative? That's what I'm subscribing to. And that's what's happening in everything. That's happening in our politics. That's happening in our friggin' all of these groups that people basically radicalize in. That's exactly what happens. Mm. Just, it's, it's, it's the inability to critically think, yeah. the inability to think for yourself, the, the reliance on taking in information from all these different people, and then being like, yep, Everybody did the thinking for me. I don't have to think for myself. And then now we're in this situation where people are like, I'm never going to go therapy. Therapy doesn't work. It's a scam. And you have other people who are like, I go to therapy every single week and I will be for the rest of my life. And where the fuck is the balance? Well, I think the, I think what me and Chris are trying to say is, yeah, go to therapy. If it helps you, it helps you. It, it, like, it's all good. But like we're all saying, have the self-awareness to know are these solutions or are these band-aids, these visits, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? How do I create solutions in my life? What are the yeah. solutions? If you're going to go every single week yeah. and you're just going to go there because you, you want to just hear the right things mm-hmm. to make you feel better, if that works for you, great. That's right. But long-term, do you really want to be seeing your therapist in next year? Yeah. next March no, exactly. two years do you really want to keep going no nobody no, no. I don't think anyone wants to keep going that's the thing right mm-hmm. I said a nice goodbye to my therapist at the end of my fucking 10 sessions yeah. we had a nice exchange she was like I wish you all the best I'm like thank you I wish you all the best and that was it and Done. maybe you'll revisit too I'm not saying oh that's it clean the switch well yeah you know maybe in another 10 maybe years of bullshit of my you life want to go back. I'm gonna be like alright sure. it's time to go back yeah, I'm like, battered and bruised like, but sure. as you said that's now, in 10 if, years if um if therapy gives you the tools to get better and you actually use those tools, then mm-hmm. I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, no, that oh is my a great, God, great it's thing. Been so great. That's a wonderful yeah. thing. But like, I just, I don't think going to therapy all the time, like, I think that's a just, that's not a really good way to approach your 
fixing your problems. It's a waste of time if someone is not taking what their therapist is saying and the tools and doing yeah. homework. Yeah. Therapy is the really work. real life here. It's not between just you and your therapist. It's really real life right now. Right. That's where real therapy happens. That's you're sure. on the court. You're not on the fence watching the game. You're on the court playing, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is a waste of time and money if you are going to therapy and hoping that, like I said, that they're going to be fixing your problems. Yeah. No, it's up to you. It, you to have you. to be doing your homework. You have to be noticing yourself in every single situation for you to work on yourselves. But I had a question to ask for the both of you because for both sure. of you don't really, like, you guys are on the opposite spectrum. Yeah. So you know how you said, I'm going to try to like word this the best that I can. So you know how you said this was after your parents separated, yep. you were eight or nine years old and you already told yourself, no, I don't want to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Was there a fear that surfaced up in you about opening up and being vulnerable because maybe that was something that your parents didn't give you um, and something that you were afraid that would hurt you? That's definitely possible because my whole life I've been a very closed person. I don't like yeah. sharing my emotions that much. Even doing this podcast is is a lot of out of your comfort zone. Me. So maybe that that could have been it for sure. But I just I just remember a thought saying, well, "This is a waste of my time. I don't even want to be here. I don't need help." See, yeah, and I, I'm the same. That's the ADHD thing where you when your brain can get to the end goal before the process, you're like, what "The fuck is this? This is a waste of my goddamn time." And like. Yeah, I just, therapy, it, it helped my brother and my sister, and yeah. that I'm happy it helped them. But with me, it never really crossed my mind as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's exactly it. It, it. it was just like, okay, this is kind of a waste of time. I'll just, I'll just go about my life. As a little kid, I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. I want to go play. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody no. should give, I've, I've heard a lot of stories about people having bad experiences after one experience. You two yeah. are two of those people, right? But a lot of people will go, oh, I went to therapy once and that was it. I remember I did 10 sessions. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first one didn't do anything. That was me talking to a total stranger, getting to know them, fully aware that this is probably going to get deep with this person. So we didn't do much. And I feel like if you, if you only went in with one session, you're going in being like, fix it quick, fix it quick, right yeah. now, right here. That's like yoga. If you oh commit to at least five sessions, we'll say. Right, right. The it's first, a process, yeah. The, the, yeah. If you go into the first session knowing that there are four more after this, then maybe you'll find yourself in a, a different sure. experience. You know what I mean? Because I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. everybody should do one round, one session. If the therapist wants their money, yeah. instead of eating money off of one person, mm-hmm. eat eat off of everybody. We all have to go to the doctor at some point in our lives. We all should go to a therapist at some point in our lives. I definitely think you know, you go in for your selected amount of sessions. And once you hit the end of it, that's it. Training wheels off, your life, your problems, you're the master. You deal with it. Why I brought up yoga was because so many people that I've heard this from, they're like, I've gone to my first class, went to my second class, and I'm in these poses. And nor so many people are, the, are like the A-type people. They think they're going to go into the class and immediately do the freaking splits. And it's like, no, that's not what you do. But so many people, they go into their first yoga class, and they're like, I felt weird. I don't know, am I doing this right? Like, it's a weird experience for them. I remember the first time, and now like I'm about to get my certification, but my very first time going to yoga, I'm, I'm in um, Shavasana, so that's a pose where you're just on the mat. And the teacher was like, okay, close your eyes. And she starts talking about feelings, like just internally look within. And I started fucking bawling 
Oh my God, I was bawling. I'm like, this is what yoga is about. I'm leaving. So I left the room. My mom was in there in the studio and then I waited for like an hour for her because I left right at the beginning. And I feel like a lot of times people, when they go to therapy, when they you have that first session, usually sometimes it's just a consultation for them to get to know yeah. you. Yes, you open yeah. up a little bit, but you're not going to immediately dive into it. At, you know, this is them just trying to get the feel of you. So the first session even isn't going to be powerful. You may get a little timbit. You may be given homework. You may be given a different um, perception. Or you just think it's not going to work. Yeah, but you have to give it a chance. You absolutely do have to give it a chance. Or be vocal with your therapist. This is what I, like when I had my other therapist for a few months, we had our first session together. And this was just shortly after I went through a breakup, like in June. And she's like, so did you get anything out of it, um, out of the session? And I still felt like something just didn't like sit with, like I didn't feel it. I said, no, like I need some reminder that I'm going to be okay because I'm trying to tell myself that right now, but my anxiety is huge and it had to do with the breakup. And she's like, she said, please told me this. She's like, you're the right package just delivered to the wrong address. Mm. And that really helped me. But I, ha- but then again, it's me having to tell myself that. It's not that, oh, my therapist said that. It's me reminding myself over and over and over again. So I think if you're going to go into therapy and your first session wasn't successful to you, ask for something or just give it a couple more chances. Because even when I was in high school, This is right when my parents separated. This is when so much was going on and I developed like post-traumatic stress disorder from that event. I got a counselor in high school and I hated her. Mm. Frig, I was yelling at her and people heard me like in the... Do you guys remember like in the, there was like the cafeteria, if you're looking at the cafeteria was on your right and the other side on your left, the chapel was behind us and there was like that room. The guidance. yeah, The guidance. guidance, Yeah. So she was in there and I hated it for the first five sessions. But what she was actually trying to do was get like literally get under my skin, but she did it for different reasonings to why. And then I understood afterwards. (laughs) Therapists sometimes also do that to evoke emotions in you Mm. as well. It's part of their training. So I, re- I do recommend for people to go in a couple of times, at least a few times, sure. because maybe then it will actually, you may realize this might be the right match and you go in. So go in with an open mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I That's think, what I would say. I think like if, if there, if you want to go to therapy, do it. See if it's working for you, do it. Mm-hmm. But just at the end of the day, you know, you got to solve your own problems. Therapist isn't going to solve anything for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, they'll give you the tools. But you're right. And if, and yeah. if you have, to, if you they have can, to do the work. if they can give you the tools and you use those tools, that's awesome. Like yeah. just, mm-hmm. I think it's and, super and tough at a young age too. Because like at, at nine, ten years old, when you're going, you don't, you're like, you can't really fathom what's going yeah. to fuck Yeah, like when you're at a young age, you're not going to use the tools they gave you. Exactly. Little kid, like you're just, you're pretty much going there to to speak your mind and talk right but yeah. people yeah. our age i think i, I you agree, have a better I agree under N- now these like days, in my 20s to go yeah. like i went for the first time in my 20s yeah. right this is after now i'm a fully developed adult my brain is fully developed right mm-hmm. uh and, and i'm expected to have a certain level of of knowledge of the world right mm-hmm. like i'm i'm an autonomous adult at that point yeah okay i go for my first session and you know i i find going into the session now it doesn't matter about my parents it doesn't matter about my teachers it doesn't what I have my scars, I have my, my experiences, and that is now the, the matter. That's what we're talking about. Who are you, Matt? You know, what do you want to be? What do you want out of life? You know, 
And then you give those mm-hmm. answers. You be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you be honest with your therapist, right? But, you know, they give you the tools. And then, like you said, Chris, after that, the session's done. You know, you do your group of sessions. You have the tools now. You know you're constantly thinking about it. Time to do the work. Put up mm-hmm. or shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That we all agree on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, one big thing, too, is having good friends as well. Like, if, if, if I'm having an issue, yeah, I go to a therapist. You're going to you, you talk it through. Right. If you don't have people close to you, but if you do, like, I, I think that having, if you're a guy and you, you can go to your boys or if you're a girl, you know, you go to your girlfriends and you can be fully honest and you can open up with them. But I think the biggest thing is having brutally honest friends oh, yeah. who are going to be, who are going to call you out. Yeah. Not not pat your back and be your fucking yeah. cheerleaders 100%. and say, oh yeah, you're a victim. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you're right. You have to be yeah. So careful with who you share things with. Right. Echo, no, echo chamber. But you do. Yeah. You do. But like, you should want straight up people. Oh yeah. Like That's if, what I'm if you're sharing That's what I'm a story, if you're sharing a story with me, and I think you did something wrong. Most people, they and will. we're all we've all done it. We've just shut our mouths and said, oh yeah, like we just you listen to the story. Mm-hmm. But a, a really good friend and a therapist is going to call you the fuck out and say, no, this yeah. is where you went wrong. Right. So therapist is good. Right. But if you have good friends that can also give you that. Yeah. You know, yep. not everybody has that, but accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. If something, exactly, something we're sorely you know? lacking in in this society. I'm so sorry I stopped texting you asking if you took your magnesium. You don't have to. just reminded me about accountability. (laughs) We were doing this accountability thing for such a short time. But, um, but no, that's, it's, that's, that's so important. It's though, a different kind of accountability. Friends. It's not, a, oh, no, remember to take your pill. I'm talking, about, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm talking about a situation. Hey, you're a fucking I know, I get it. asshole. I do get it. Yeah. What you're yeah. doing is harmful to yourself and other people. Fuck off with it. Cause I love you. That's accountability. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm saying that I'm just, that was another thing that came to my head. Yeah. But no, I completely agree with you guys. Like it's when I said it, you have to be careful with who you share things with because then you get those types of people that will be on your side and buttering you up and be like, yeah, he is an asshole. Don't listen to him. Or like I go to Matt for so many of things that I deal with and he will give me different perspectives or he'll be straight up with me. Just how I'm also straight up with you too. Um, I think those are the best type of friends. Absolutely. Best types of friends. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You got to be real. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not hard. I think there's a difference between brutal honesty and being really honest. Yeah. You do not. You, there really isn't. Some, sometimes you do need a tough love approach. But not every time somebody needs honesty do you need to go in with a baseball bat and be like, let me beat the fucking shit out of you to show no, you the truth. In the times you know? it needs to happen. You don't need to, to be punching people with words no, all the fucking every time. time. No, sometimes honest. you just need to honestly yeah. give a person space for them just to open their mouths and literally say whatever is in them for them to hear themselves, what they're saying and thinking, for them to be like, Okay, I see myself doing this. Now I see what I'm doing wrong. I, I made this yeah. mistake. It's literally lead that. Them, just creating. Lead them there. Like, literally creating. That's what I do sometimes. Like, if my friend, she's calling me and she's talking, like, I won't say a word. I also know her enough. Like, I've asked her, like, do you, when she's calling me, I'm like, do you, are you calling me just for me to hear you listen to you? Or do you want me to listen to you and give you my feedback? That's what I like to do also with people too. Like, when someone's coming to me with advice, what do you, what kind of support do you need? And how do you want me to help you? Yeah. And some people simply just need that space just to clear out whatever is off their chest and because they can hear themselves and then they mm. guide themselves. If I still hear something, then I'm like, mm, girl, like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so then pe- I would help yeah. them with that. Yeah. But um, 
Also just creating that space for them. But then again, I that comes down entirely. to self-awareness That's, too. And, and you need to, both parties to kind of be self-aware in order yeah. for that to work. Yeah. But, but the, people are going to go to the people that they already know are going to tell them what they want to hear. Exactly, if Chris yeah. is straight up yeah. with me and you're a fucking cheerleader, and if I don't want to be you told want, the truth, yeah. I'm going to you yeah. because I'm having an issue with a girl yeah. and I want to be told that I'm right rather than he and, might be straight up with me. And like, hey, yeah, maybe right? she's got a point. You know, type right, of exactly. No one, so, wants, no one wants to hear that. Exactly. Some people, I think, subconsciously are selective with who they're going to as well, which... Well, mm. is a, it comes it's, with a, it's a microcosm of them being selective with what they they choose to believe in life, right? Like well, they, oh, 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 there's something they I hate it when some when other people do this thing. I hate it, but when I do it, no, nope, it's fine because this is my world, and you all just live in it, right? That's yeah. that's mm-hmm. lack of self awareness. That's exactly what that is. It really all comes down Wait, to selecting that. who you talk to. What do you mean? No, selecting the parts of life that you want to process and take in and the other parts of life that you're just like, nope, nope. Oh, okay. like if someone's in denial, they're not going to go to the straight up people. Exactly. Yeah. Subcon- yeah. You, you're not even going to realize. You're, you're subconsciously just going to go to the people Gravity that are going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, true. And you won't even realize it. Yeah. Absolutely, right? absolutely. It all comes down, it, it, full circle at the end of the day, I think all four of us can agree. Self-awareness. And if you don't know what the fuck that means, you probably don't have it. Right? If you're, I'm talking to the people listening yeah. to the show. If you have no idea what self-awareness is, right? Can I recommend you do a little quick Google search? Maybe call up a therapist, <laughs> call up a close friend that you know will tell you the truth, and be like, "Am I an asshole? Do I need to make changes?" Yeah, you know. And they'll probably be like, "Yeah, I have a scroll here. You want me to like read off all the things that you should probably yeah. do differently?" Yeah, with self-awareness, Boom. it's like. Either it's going to come from within. I think personally it came from within with me. I think I know my problems. Well, that's what it is. Right? And, I, and I know what I need to do about it. So I don't, like personally, I don't need to go see a therapist. But if you're confused, you don't know where you're at in life, maybe it is a good idea to go see a therapist. Yeah. Maybe they can help you find those tools and search yeah. within yourself to find it. But if you, if you know what's wrong with you, um, and you have a pretty good idea of what you're doing is wrong, then I don't. You probably don't need therapy. You I, I probably work you on it yourself. Yeah. You know, the biggest like not, thing I took away from therapy was self awareness. Yeah. Once I had it, I didn't need to go to therapy yeah. again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not, not, not to be devil's advocate, but what if we're just people who are saying we know what self awareness is, and we like to think? I'm not saying we like you guys don't, dude. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying uh, some people out there. Oh yeah, I'm self aware, but it's like maybe you're not that yeah, question and then, itself and then, and then a, you're you're in denial and it's yeah. now you're blocking yourself because oh no i'm already aware of everything though and it's yeah, kind of sure. kind of like a smart ass approach you're, to everything right. whereas well, well i'm aware of it so yeah uh, I, think I don't people, need to work on anything or or, or be that, or realize that question, anything else that question is a direct reflection of self-awareness for you to be able to ask that question means you're capable of looking it inside it reminds yeah, me of a quote the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I love Literally. that quote. Oh, my God. I can't remember if it was love Aristotle, Socrates, or Plato. One of those great <laughs> philosophers, right? Robert. Literally says, I know that I know nothing. Robert Munch. Robert Munch. <laughs> <laughs> my baby will always be. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true, right? It, to admit that you know everything, to admit that... You're self-aware. There's nothing to improve on. Is exactly like what we were talking about with Ricardo. The yeah. girls that are like, I'm a ten. I'm an eleven. If, if there's no room for improvement, mm. if you're already at the top, how on earth? Then you're a perfect person. Right. That means you're the first perfect person to ever exist. Congratulations. We should get you a button. That's like boring. Yeah. I have to yeah. listen to that episode. Sorry, it's guys, not I haven't boring. Yet. It is entirely perfect, dis- It's delusional. No. It's delusional. Yeah. Like it's, it's not. Oh yeah. God. It's you're 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 in total state of fucking. Disreality. Yeah. You're living up your ass and around the corner. Yeah. 
And, and what right. I was saying about in terms of friends, like let's say I go to Chris and I say, well, yeah, well I'm a pretty self-aware per, you know, person and you start explaining situations and stories. But a good friend will open your eyes to different things, yeah. right? That's where it's... that's Self-awareness, I think, brings you to a point. Yes. And then there's another point. It's it's prog- it's it's never ending. It's you know about what I mean? leading Not your life with curiosity, but, really. I think that's yeah. what self-awareness is. It's about leading your life with curiosity yeah. because then you're really causing like this ripple effect that goes on and on and on. Each time a new channel opens up, it's another type of like mm-hmm. creates that ripple effect. Yeah. I, I think find that's what it is. When you're capable of achieving self-awareness, constantly questioning yourself, mm-hmm. constantly questioning other people, constantly questioning ethics and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then you can find yourself in a situation where you're sitting down. If you're a liberal, you can sit across the table from a conservative and go into a conversation, maybe not come out agreeing in anything, but having heard someone, mm-hmm. having heard someone with entirely different views and having a newfound respect for them. You can't do that without self-awareness. Yeah. And we're all like, oh, what's, oh, the world is collapsing. Everybody hates each other, polarized, whatever. You know why? Because you don't know that you're the fucking problem. You yourself, the person pointing fingers, are the problem. Stop for a second. Look inside. Ask yourself, why does what these certain people say bother me to the point of shutting down? Mm-hmm. Right? Because at the end of the day, it's just words. It are just ideas. All of these ideologies we subscribe to, whatever, are literally just a bag of ideas, zero reality to them whatsoever, just ways we elect to live our lives, ways we elect to see the world, and then they're at odds with other versions of that. Of course they are. You have self-awareness, then you can sit down with respect for another person who has entirely different views, listen to them, and again, you don't have to agree with them, but come out of it being like, I, I learned something too. I opened my eyes to a, a new perspective. And as opposed to agreeing with them, I can understand why people who subscribe to this idea or that idea live their lives that way. That's why I love the whole analogy. Like when you point your finger at someone, three of your own are pointing right back at you. Like if you were to do that right now, that's what it is. You get curious. Well, I think on that, I think it's a good note to tap it out on. Tap out on. We covered a lot. It took us a while to get into it, but yeah, while, you yeah. guys got so distracted with the freaking birds on the TV. Hey, they, and... they were good-looking birds. Yeah, no, that's 4K it, right it there. Woke, it woke emotions. Yeah. Oh, Thanks for joining us, Chris. Thank you. Thank very you much. so Thanks much, Chris. Me. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy too. Mad and Nat on everything and anything. And Chris, we'll see you next time. Right. <laughs> take care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, take care. <laughs>